Could you turn the nitrous oxide down, please? Oh, there we are. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Big Dame Gwazed. It's 2020, and I've forgotten how vowels work. It's 2020! (laughs) The last year of humanity! (laughs) The last week of humanity based on escalation. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Uh, We're all going to die. My name is Chris. Tell my family I loved them, Johnson. (laughs) My name is Matthew. Don't bother burying me, Watson. And we are joined once again by the mysterious, cheeky little imp from the fifth dimension of this podcast... (laughs) Who only disappears if we say his name backwards at the end of the episode. Release your name to the viewers so that they may have dominion over you. Uh, I'll say it the right way around. It's <laughs> Charlie DeMello's here! At least five listeners right now are trying to figure out how to pronounce that backwards. Eelrak Olimerd. Oh no! <laughs> oh, darn it. Well, that was Charlie, everybody. Uh, he'll be back. Oh, hang on, wait. Rub the sacred gourd. I'm uh, sure he'll come back. I'm not rubbing my sacred gourd live. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's not a video My show. Eyes are burning. <laughs> uh, it's 2020, so, and it's yeah. officially 2020 because because boys are back, mother trucker. The boys are back in town. You're I- back from your panto uh, ex. ex- Expedition? I was going to say exile. Exile, your panto <laughs> exile in Lincoln. Sent um, to Sherwood for my sins. We just get rid of you for a month and a bit. Slap me. Prove I'm here. Ow. Oh, okay, that's nice. Have Do it know, again. Was- Ooh. Oh, now do it whilst looking me dead in the eye. Oh, definitely not. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like where that's going. Um, this is a pop culture podcast. It's not all kink. And uh, if this is your first time listening, hi. You're hi. probably going to disagree with some things we say this week. Because oh. it's our oh. annual best of something, rest of something episode. We're, of course, looking back at the year that was 2019. Because it's the only safe way to interact with 2019 is to look yeah. at it backwards. Yeah. Yes, now that it's dead, we'll just prod it. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. It's, it's, like, it's like the spider you find in the loft thing. Oh god, there's no way that's alive. Then you realise, oh no, it's the Legs skin twitch. of a spider that or, it left yes. behind. Or the jellyfish slowly baking in the sun on the beach. <laughs> you just give it a little prod, mm. just check it's still dead. Lossy it can't hurt us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so grab your uh, dock leaves and salve yourself up, boys and girls, because we've got opinions coming your yeah, way. Yeah, 2019 was a year in entertainment. Mm. Well, that's a, whole yeah, that's a true statement. Think, a whole year. I think that's um, the end of our essay. Thank yeah. you so much for listening, guys. Thanks if you want more content, then to Patreon.com. To our so, um, <laughs> so uh, in, 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 I've made a list. I've, a not, list. Checked, I've not checked it twice. Oh. Because it's not Christmas anymore. Also, um, you don't have a full beard anymore, so it I don't have a right. full beard anymore. I, I've got rid of the moustache. You have. But you'll see that when the Big Damn Love goes up on Sunday. Are you going to go um, full Van Dyke? Only if it's Dick Van Dyke. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know um, how to take this, but I'm happy. On. Go ahead. <laughs> take, just take all of it. Um, <laughs> ah! Stone the uh, crows. Stone the crows. So, we talked about a lot of things this year. We're not going to talk about all of them here. We're just going to talk about the things that made us happy in the pants and the dreams. Things that were particularly um, pleasing. Mm. Dirty boys. Um, I'm going to start the year off. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yours in, yours in order? Um, roughly. Oh, roughly. Oh, okay, okay. Roughly, but feel free to jump in and interject and whatever. This is just a list to keep us sort of on track. It's not... It's not um what do you call it? Legally binding. It's not legally binding, it's not it's not uh it's not the rules, it's it just won't banish us back to the gourd. Um Captain Marvel came out this year. It did. Should we actually talk should we talk about the MCU stuff in one chunk? 
Yeah, why not? Okay. Way. Why not? I, 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 yes. I so remind me, what, 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 what was the chunk? So we've got Captain Marvel in March. Yes. We've got Endgame in April. Yeah. And then we've got Far From Home in August. Uh, yes. July, I think. July? I think it was July, July? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was so, on the cusp of the, the summer break, the summer so holes. We had the big culmination the of... We had a flashback, the big culmination of the overarching storyline, and then a little epilogue with Spider-Man. Yeah, they, they did feel like it didn't feel like chapter one of book two. It felt like no, epilogue to yeah, sort of book one, didn't which, it? Yeah. Which was kind of what they were saying it was going to be. Mm. Well, in this, yeah, in the same way that Ant Man was sort of an epilogue to phase two. Captain Marvel, Marvel's first prominently female-led superhero movie out of the MCU. Yeah, um, didn't hit everybody like the right way. I mean, there are obviously people who had problems with it because they are monsters and trolls at heart, but mm. like. It you know for me personally it wasn't like the strongest of the year, but not not no, a bad start no. to the MCU's entries um, this year. I think it, it, keep, it keeps up that consistent level of quality, mm, and it never yeah. <laughs> that level of quality that hasn't dipped to the lower end since Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, which no, now retroactively is a more enjoyable movie because I mean, of another film. I mean, it's fine though, isn't it? It's fine. It's a like fine by any film. other metric within any other kind of studio constraint. Yeah, it would be. Like a perfectly uh, perfectly fine, fine popcorn, fine popcorn film, yeah. but just within the the kind of arc of quality that Marvel yeah. have been able to kind of keep up for God, was it twelve years now? Uh, coming on for twelve, yeah. Yeah. twelve years. But also, uh, also it stands out as the kind of red-headed stepchild. But, and that's it? the thing we've talked about before in with Disney, not just with the Marvel Studio stuff, but sort of across all their stuff, is that they understand. Yes, they're a big corporation that's out that wants your money. But the reason they keep getting it is because they understand that if they put out a base quality level of product, it doesn't have to be exceptional, but as long as it's above a certain baseline of quality, people are going to keep coming back, which is why their stuff is often so consistently good. It's it's not necessarily an artistic victory as much as it is. It's just capitalism understanding that good products keep get repeat customers plus also uh, just like in the realms of like social and, and pol- social political and, and whatnot impact from the movies Captain Marvel did a lot of stuff that is yeah. still not that common in yeah. big mainstream releases the stuff that we will never quite grasp the 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 you know the the, the success of in, in its yeah. entirety we can appreciate it but having not grown up as young women we won't necessarily get some of the stuff this film has done that's made people go yes Captain yeah. Marvel yeah. yes now Yes, yeah, like in, in <clears throat> yeah, the kind of effect of seeing oneself on screen like yeah. that. It's got to be a hell of a thing. It's it, mm. yeah, and and because it's it, like in terms of like the the Bechdel test, which is like yeah, like yeah. obviously like a really kind of flawed way of looking at things, but it's just like it, it, it's an interesting metric to bring. It's in. an interesting yeah, yeah. metric. So you, you see, it's amazing how few films actually manage to yeah pass it. A few and few, a few films that would like would seem to be. You know, oh yeah, you, yeah. Support, like, like Alien, for example, mm, doesn't. Pass. Yeah. But what I mean is that she's just powerful by her own. Yeah. Yeah. By her, like on her own, she's not needing to be uh, uh, propped up or defined or anything. Or by to the point where she that, that is in the film. Yeah. To and, the point when she, she she doesn't have anything to prove to Yonrock by the end of that, and yeah, to be shown that as a yeah. as a, a young woman or young girl. I, I can only imagine as a positive thing. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and the, the joy that she takes, that Brie Larson puts into that character as well. Especially in that final conflict where yeah. she's just going for it. Also, Goose. Also, Goose. Mm-hmm. But also... Part of the year 2019, maybe? May, well, 
<laughs> well, yeah. basically, uh, ba- definitely not Jellicle, but uh, well. um, basically, also, <laughs> all Ben Mendelssohn is good Ben Mendelssohn. Yeah, excellent Ben Mendelssohn. Can, you, uh, can we add him to the uh, uh, Toby Jones, Noby Jones, yeah. like kind of style of, and my, uh, uh, this film is bad, but Mark Strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But ben if it ain't yeah. broke, don't Mendelssohn Dils- it. Doesn't work. No, doesn't, doesn't work. work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I don't hate it. Doesn't need to work. It's Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was even good in like Alita and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, I left Alita off this list because that he, came out in 2019. He wasn't Alita, wasn't he? Am I hallucinating? He uh, no, he wasn't in Alita. He was in um, Ready Player One last year. No, he was in Ready Christoph Player One. Yeah, he was in Ready, thinking Ready Player One. thinking of either Christoph Waltz or... I'm thinking um, of him in Ready Player One. Because basically, Ready Player One CGI characters look kind of the same as the CGI characters in Alita, and I confused myself. Elite is not on the list. As much as I did appreciate a lot of it, it's not on the, it's best not on the list. It's not the list. But Captain Marvel is. Take that, people who are easily offended. So, moving on the MCU, <laughs> keeping on the MCU track, we've got Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I mean. What, uh, what more can we say about Avengers Endgame? I don't know if we can. It was alright, wasn't it? It was yeah. alright. Pretty good. I had fun. It, I've, I've not had that. M- I've not had that sense of community or collective enjoyment in a cinema no. ever in my lifetime in the same way I did watching that on, on the release day. And I have seen it. And it was an 11am showing in Glasgow Yeah, and it was a packed screening. Yeah. Everyone was like, on a Friday. It was like, this is amazing. And I have yeah, seen it on home release since mm-hmm. and it still is a hell of a thing, even divorced from the big screen and the surround sound and the first yeah. time of watching it, it's still a hell of a thing. It's extraordinary how they managed to stick the landing though. Cause yeah. Ev- the, because the more films you add in, uh, you know, the kind of roadmap towards the kind of closing chapter, the more opportunity there is for a stumbling block to be in place. What is the thing? Things to keep. It's the thing we had with Game of Thrones this year. Yeah, is that which so is many not people feel on our best did not stick the landing. It absolutely mm. did not. Um, objectively, and- sir. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't hate the end of Game of Thrones, but it absolutely isn't what I wanted it to be. It, no. It's, it's just... Nah. And I, I can even see how they could have made what they did work, but they just didn't put the effort in. They didn't put the groundwork in there to make it all fit together, which is exactly what Marvel Studios have been doing for the past 11, 12 years. But having a kind mm. of creatively-minded head yeah. overseeing the, the whole thing maintaining the consistent level of quality and tone so that even though yeah. the films can while they can go from completely different genres like you've, if you've got uh civil war which is the kind of uh not, not civil war sorry winter soldier yeah, kind of yeah. more cold war spy kind of yeah. thing and then you've got all the president's men with punching yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you've got the kind of uh um you know the the, the bombast of something of endgame even like yeah. they, they, they're different things but they're tonally mm in the same family oh, yeah. which you just didn't have with Game of Thrones at all like no. even though no. you got B.D. Weiss and David Benioff overseeing the thing you could feel their kind of interest in things yeah. seemingly starting and they've to slip been, I mean, they've been shockingly open about it since that was bizarre to the it? point that they've what, they'd lost mm. their Star Wars uh, yeah. well they, Job, they this, stepped well, away quote unquote from Star Wars the same day AKA, the, the transcript of them at uh, a TV festival uh, going oh, we just didn't really give a shit anymore uh, Game of Thrones got out yeah that's just and it, uh, yeah, and in, in, in a huge in a in a year where there's been such a push to get more women, to get more people of color, to get more LGBTQ folks behind the camera as well as in front of it, that was such a bad look mm. <laughs> for these two white dudes yeah, from man. fairly privileged backgrounds to be just, just like shrug. Eh. Where is we the- sort of just 
muddled our way through it and we didn't really have any qualifications but they gave it to us like it was such an alarming kind of yeah. uh, uh, admission that even sort of retroactively I've been kind of thinking wait that thing that I didn't understand or didn't feel like I quite nope. liked at the time maybe that wasn't just me not nope. getting it maybe that was bad um, which is why uh, the Russos should be commended for yeah absolutely for absolutely think... making Endgame work and giving us such beautiful things as you know, I love you 3,000. Um, yeah. Even if people don't hold on to it as like a great film, which I think it is in its own right, but <clears> it <throat> should be, in the same way that Lord of the Rings is, it should be held up as a sort of, this is how you do storytelling on this scale. It was event It was event cinema. Yeah. And it, yeah. Was, it was crowd-pleasing <coughs> and very well-made and like all of the MCU stuff so far, relies on its characters and their journeys and interactions yeah. rather than going and this prophesized thing will Many, come to yeah. me and it's no accident our heroes have to get to this moment it's like no shit happens to them and we spend yeah. time with the characters dealing with it it's no accident that this is also now the highest grossing film of all time oh here and that but don't don't <laughs> tell James Cameron that because he's well jealous um, he's well jealous because how many re-releases of Avatar are we going to get then like he's, was Titanic as of, record, <laughs> as of recording this today he released some concept art for Avatar 2 and you're like Jim, aren't you meant to be yeah. like ninety percent into shooting that motherfucker? Well, apparently, not only is he, I think he's currently in post on Avatar too because it's out twenty twenty one. But <laughs> I think he's actually already shot some scenes within that block for Avatar four. And I think he shot Avatar two and three back to back. Do you know else was shot back to back? Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man Far From Home, which... Were they shot back to back? Near enough. Tom Holland had like a month off and then he was straight in. Wow. Um, because Far From Home so integrally is... The whole premise of it is based off of the ending of Endgame. Yes. But there was this yeah. whole thing of, we just have to plough through this, get it done ASAP, mm. and then make sure it's kept strong And that was nice as well. Like, I, I love that they... Well, there was like two didn't... months between them, so it was like, yeah. hey, you guys enjoyed the other film? Come on in. But Let's all have some aftercare together. They didn't try and avoid, you know, the ramifications. So, slight spoilers for Endgame if you haven't seen it. Whatever. Um, so there's a Mufasa year... dies. Yes, Mufasa dies. Yeah. There's a five-year time jump in Avengers Endgame. Mm. And the people who come back from the, the click come back the same as they were before. So mm. for them, no time has passed, but for everyone else, five years. Uh, yeah, everyone else is aged. So there's yeah. a character who was... Sort of the nerdy little dude yeah. at school. Then the click happens. Now he's become this sort of giant hockey. Yeah. So mo- most of the class of, were were snapped, and so they come back exactly the same. Or the blip, as they the call bl- it. Oh, the blip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, but then this guy is there who was there all along, and he's just like this super handsome like jock dude. Yeah, jock now. Yeah. Um, who's putting the moves on uh, MJ? And it's and the fact the film just rolls with it and the universe just rolls with it and because the audience has had this time to get acclimated to oh this is what gonna, this is what happens now yeah the audience just rolls with it mm. oh. and um, also it means that going forwards there is a level of sort of I think some kind of subconscious trust yeah in that the things that happen in these films these big events whether characters die or whether time skips ahead or gets rolled back or if there's an invasion of some kind of stuff gets destroyed, that that will kind of be honoured in a way. Like yeah. it's not going to be that kind of stereotypical comic thing of just or or, or TV show thing because this is kind of serialised films. Yeah, uh, going getting to the end point and then it's going and everything was just as it was. Yeah, when it all started. Everything's back in the box. Yeah, everything's back yeah. to normal. Quote unquote. Yeah, they don't Whereas reset this, the status quo. They don't so. reset the status quo, and I think that's important 
in terms well, of yeah, us because... buying that. Oh no, Chris, Chris Evans, he's he's not coming back. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. He's not going to be coming back. Yeah, like that's that. Then that, the effect of that is going to be the ripple. And I think yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that affects first Black Widow, which we'll get, to, which we'll talk about a bit more when we get to what's coming in twenty twenty, and the Eternals. Yeah, because the Eternals is the first like wholly new thing mm. they've done, they've done since Endgame. Oh, yeah. yeah, with the cut um, Camille, cut Camille Nanjiani, um, cut Camille Nanjiani. <laughs> to, to to reflect the opinions of many people I saw on Twitter, Emily V. Gordon, you lucky lucky woman. Um, <laughs> I mean, and then, yeah, the spicy meatball. Yeah, and um, welcome to the big damn. Mm, and of course, the big this, just got, <laughs> this just got. This just got filthy. This just got absolutely um, dirty, and I'm here for it. Please like and subscribe. And also, Black Widow being a, essentially a flashback movie. Yeah, yeah. And how meaningful is that? Yeah, like, and in, what in and this, is that yeah. going to? But that be also being an opportunity to explore the time gap. Cause that, I think it's from that they've it's, confirmed it's set, set between Civil War between, and Infinity War. Oh, so it's set before the blip. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I had the idea in my head. It was set in between Infinity War and Endgame. No, no, they've, they've confirmed oh, it's set. Okay. It's set um, okay. It's before the events of Infinity War uh, because uh, the, one of the synopses that's out there is that that's slightly uh, less interesting. Se- Secretary Ross brings her in to complete a mission. Oh, of course. Okay, and he was snapped, wasn't it? It depends if like if there's no, some no, because he was around in Endgame. Okay. Because when they rock up at the base... Um, oh, no, hang on, that's, you're right, that's Infinity War, when they rock up at the base. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. Who am I? Uh, what week is this? Good question. Good question. I think he snapped. I think he snapped. We think he snapped. Just check with the independent researcher. Did he snap? I think, I think he might even... He snapped. Been, okay, he might, it might not have been in the film, but it might have been in the script. Ah. Because when the script came out a while ago, when they were like, <clears> there was like a bunch of characters listed that you don't know what happens to them in the film. But yeah, like, and also he would have followed up on... He still would have followed up on all the jurisdiction and law stuff, wouldn't he, like, after the everything had cleared up a bit and be like, there you guys is, are fugitives, so There is no way we could have got Professor Hulk if Thunderbolt Ross was still around. True. Mind you, it would have been an interesting dynamic. It would have been an interesting dynamic. Um, um, so, Endgame fun, Far From Home fun, best thing about Far From Home, fucking Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal's great. Yeah, man. So much yeah. fun. He was chewing the, Gyll- the scenery he was creating. Gyllenhaal's one of those actors, I think we've said this a couple of times, he's, and the similar to Daniel Craig, Whereas he is a character actor who is now beginning to age out of yeah. his leading man stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he's really getting to play. It's the Alec Baldwin effect. Yeah. As soon as you yeah, get yeah. out of your sort of... The, the he's the young, handsome, handsome man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as he just decided to kind of just <clears throat> abandon that yeah. and just get big, then it was like, oh, you're so all of a sudden hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Velvet yeah. Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw. He's well. incredible yeah. in yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and uh, just, uh, just Nightcrawler we did with the same director a couple of years oh back yes of course yeah that was great but also uh, in just. terms in terms of this one just from Mysterio uh, very few times in a comic book has there been a scene where I'm like holy shit that has that has leapt out of a comic book yeah and and Spider-Man has done it twice one is the con- conclusion of the Sam Raimi film because yeah. the whole goblin stuff from yeah. from the end of the bridge scene leading into the fight in like the abandoned place is just straight up the death of Gwen Stacy yeah. adapted yeah, on film yeah. and it's great. And the hallucination sequence in Far From Home just, was just like, oh my god, it's a Mysterio sequence in live action. Oh god, in winter, um, it's a Mysterio sequence in live action on a, on film. Mm. It's exactly as I've read them in motion. This is amazing. And it, it, it was like kind of almost Inception level kind of yeah. like, a, like a reality bending 
Uh, and it, was, it really was brilliant. Like, it was, well, the it was a chance to show you the ending, just smacked by a train. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, just hit, it wakes like, up and is hit by a train. Yeah. After the spectacle <laughs> of, like, j- just the juggernaut spectacle of Endgame, mm. it was also an opportunity for, for Marvel Studios to go, oh, no, we've still got a couple of things up our sleeve. Mm. Yeah. We've still got some things we can show you that you, things are going to blow you might not expect. Which is why I'm glad they've they've not confirmed a date or a title or anything, but they've confirmed that an Ant-Man, a third Ant-Man is in the yeah. works. Yeah, Which makes me happy because... After Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm like, I want to see these two leading another film, and I want to see where you, how freaky you can get with this. Yeah, no, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Because I'm, I'm curious to, in <laughs> moving forward, what those holes that are being left by, arguably the kind of starriest of yeah. the of the team, if that could be what's, uh, what Black Widow and that those mm. films I end think... up doing, like kind of setting up that. that seeding those characters her supporting cast in I that film I think the Iron Man's and the the Captain America's of the of the slate I think those shoes are going to get filled by Black Panther and Captain Marvel um, yeah that's what I that's what I think they're heading towards with those um, they're, they're your core figures going forward now I think um, interesting which also is a good look for Disney in terms of diversity Yes, oh, sure, <laughs> because of yeah. the, because of the filmmakers and characters and uh, and uh, people that were involved and the uh, and what they're doing with it. Same with same goes for Eternals. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna get. I, I don't know what Eternals is gonna be. Sam Hayek's in it, so I've already bought a ticket. Yeah, but like, look at the diversity As established that in the laws of time. So yeah, that's that's good. That's a good look for Disney from a marketing point of view. It's good for audiences because they get to see more representation up on screen, and it's going to stop and the, the fact that it's weird going to be a weird cosmic thing is so, going to be more interesting I, because it's because they've already taken that risk else. with Guardians yeah. and seen that it still works but this looks like it's going to be sort of a more mythic take on that as opposed to like the Star Wars-y take that Guardians of the Galaxy had oh I see okay so you're sort of so, like just because of what I know about the Eternals oh yeah I which isn't a lot anything. to be fair I don't probably don't know much more than you about the Eternals <laughs> I know that it's got cut it's, it's got a couple of in it. It's got Angelo and Jolie in it. So Brian Tyree Henry. Oh yes, yes. So yes. you know the cast. The cast is fucking solid. Also, uh, Kevin Feige this past week, without going into who the characters are exactly yet, said that it, uh, Eternals will contain Marvel's first transgender character, in the MCU. Yeah, but we also got the first <clears> gay screen lesbian kiss in <laughs> Star Wars. Fucking Star Wars: and Rise of Skywalker. Unless you live in Singapore. Oh, and also the first gay blinked. character in Disney in Beauty and the Beast, which ended up just yeah. being Josh Gad dancing with a dude. Yeah, <laughs> that is. So we've been burned by this before. Yeah. This is it's it's approaching J.K. Rowling Dumbledore's gay levels of, yeah, of oh, just yeah. non-action. Uh, speaking of non-action, can I chuck in a Netflix recommendation Please for twenty nineteen? Please do. If y'all haven't seen I Am Mother, yes. I have not seen I Am Mother. Oh no, mm. I have. That's on my queue though. It is. It mm. so it was a bit of a sleeper, a sleeper one really for Netflix because it just kind of was in there. Trailer up. But 2019 was the year of Netflix it, going, here's a new thing every week. Is it a prequel yeah. to Mother? No. <laughs> no, good lord. And I would watch Iron Mother. So what would be the, what would be the third in that trilogy? Just... Ma- mommy. Iron <laughs> Mother. Mother. Mommy. Mom. Mother. Mommy. Mom. 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 But if you... No, I saw um, the, the YouTube channel called The Corridor Crew, okay. who analyse yes. special effects in yeah. films as to what's bad, what's good, how yeah. this stuff works, what tricks your eye, da 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 
And they had the director of Iron Mother in. Yeah. And that thing was made for absolutely no money. Oh, yeah. The budget oh, yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. And I watched <clears throat> them, them break down shot by shot how they did certain parts of it in a full-blown... Because uh, it's, it's a robot who's looking after a human child. Is that right? Yeah, it's yeah. a basic premise. And again, I won't, I, I won't say anything beyond the basic premise because that's kind of why it's enjoyable. Yeah, the, the, the trailers have given me... that There's definitely a twist in there. Not so much but twist, but just I, like I the, tra- the trailers are only really giving you what the basic premise is. Yeah, exactly. Is. That's what I mean. It gives I, you enough to know that yeah. what you're seeing is not what it is on the Because yeah. what you're seeing... Well, that, the basic premise would make for a great half-hour episode of a sci-fi anthology show, but it's the remaining hour... And, and oh, a bit more. where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. now this, oh, I didn't see this being where they're going with it, but I'm enjoying it. But the basic premise is humanity's dead. Yeah. And this is one facility, possibly the only one, where a, a robot known as Mother is raising a young girl from birth. Like, the embryo, you know, like brought about is now a girl, is going to raise her. And if this trial is successful, there are more embryos and it's going to raise more people. So, this is her daughter. And we see her daughter at like the age of five and we skip ahead to her teenage years and then we skip ahead a little bit later toward like her late teens, early twenties. Um, and then there's a knockout from outside. Um, and that's all I'm really going to say, but it, it's, it's one of the sort of tensest, despite how simple it is, like one of the tensest things I've watched all year. Mm, nice. Because you don't, want, you don't want it to end badly for anyone, really. But you also know that people are in danger and, mm. and they might be in self-imposed, like self-imposed uh, positions of vulnerability that one decision could change it. It's just, I, we've done we've done things stalking people down corridors and spaceships before. This feels like it's part of that genre, but it's it's just more uncomfortable because of how small scale it is. Yeah. I was going to say, because in terms mm. of... And also the, the mother of robot is an amazing piece of work. A small scale story, but with the kind from what I can see anyway, kind of high budget looking at least mm, mm. effects and 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 production value is the kind of thing that I feel Netflix is quite good at. Yeah, yeah. oh, when they like, go that way, yeah. Because you can, you, you would, it's, it's, it would be far too risky, I think, to kind of do a, a general release type thing for that. Cause, yeah. Um, I don't know the, the the kind of co- the metrics on. Well, on I mean, look cost. at Cloverfield Paradox. Remove the Cloverfield stuff from that and add a little bit more of an explanation to it, and that probably would have been some of the similar vein. I'm I, just think like, in, I think it's lower budget, release, interesting effects, sci-fi film. Probably closer to something like Ex Machina. Would you yeah. Say? Yeah. In terms of like the what what you would expect at cinema release, but I don't think that did massively well. It was, it well was critically acclaimed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. But I, I recommend I, I'm there. Yeah. I, 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 it's nice that Netflix has a chance for these things to sort of blow through. Um, There's a couple of other telly recommendations from earlier in the year. Oh, we're going to get there. Don't oh, worry. Baby. Yeah, okay. see, my list is very there. much out of order, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say... Stick, stick us one in. Stick, chuck, uh, chuck one in. What would you prefer? Because I've got, I've got three categories. It. I've got TV, games, and films. Give us a movie. Give, Give us a movie. Chuck we'll we'll, we'll get away. the movies out of the way, then we'll talk right. about the other stuff. I'm going to throw out... Uh, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum. Parabellum, very, very good. I was considering putting this on my list. I fucking um, love John Wick. It's very good. <laughs> like it's it. John Wick Three. The more it Just... gets kind of bogged down in, uh, or not even bogged down, the more kind of. Uh, the deeper the more, it the goes, deeper it goes yeah. into its particularly into its odd war. world, the more I'm into it because the more sort of bizarre and it's weird great. it is it's great and when you've got the, the way that film goes the way that leaves the franchise and the fact that we're getting more oh yeah is oh, just more. 
I just keep making. I'm happy to keep getting John Wicks as long as Keanu Reeves is able to and wants to do them. Yeah, and he I, seems like a dude who's able to and wants to do quite a lot. Yeah, like so. Absolutely. I mean, and Christ it fits alive. his particular kind of performance style. Yeah, perfect. Well, the release yeah. date for number four is the same release date currently as the Matrix sequel yeah, that's being made. Well, they're just like Keanu Double Bill. Two thousand two was it? Was it supposed to be the year of the Matrix? Yeah. So twenty twenty one or whatever it is. That, is going to have that's going to be the year of Keanu. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah. The year of the, the day of Keanu. And we're also getting him in uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Twenty seventy seven as well. Yes, we are. Which is uh, his most Keanu esque Keanu. Yeah. We got a city to burn. Have they released a patch for that uh, Call of Duty game with um, Kevin Spacey in it yet to replace him with Christopher Plummer? Because if not, <laughs> they really should. Mm, that would be great. That would be pretty good. Let's Press go, F to show your plumber respect. Let's go back and play and play Advanced Warfare and try not to shoot at the rapist. Um, <laughs> sorry, alleged, alleged, alleged. But let's face it, all of those videos he keeps putting out are not making his Holy case any. Shit. No, they're not. Oh, there, there's some recommendations for 2019. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's second Frank Underwood Christmas video. Honestly, also so weird. Be- Kill him with kindness. Before we move on. What? Can we just take a moment to press jo- F? for the good things that John Wick 3 di- did? Okay. Mark DeCascos. Bringing Mark DeCascos mm-hmm. back out of sort of straight to DVD obscurity. <laughs> yes. Um, which I've seen some of. It's not good. <laughs> but we like Mark DeCascos. Is, he, he need, is he, uh, not, I can't remember the character's name, Zero or, or something. Yeah, the, the one that's the, like the, a fan sh- of John. Yeah, the sushi chef. Yeah, who's yeah, yeah. He's tasked with murdering John Wick, but who's also like a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> Great fight, John. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> As he's bleeding with a, with a <laughs> samurai sword sticking out of him. <laughs> sat right. up next to John Wick, just turns to him and goes, it's a great fight, wasn't it, John? And John, John just turns to him, like, almost, like, bemused. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Um, that's the thing that that's the thing that does so well, because it's so slick, and they're, like, yeah. they're, they're so well choreographed, and everything's lightning fast, but then you see, over time, people getting tired and oh, getting yeah. sloppy, that opening, and getting ru- more and more worn out, and it's brilliant. That opening fight in the Weapon Museum... What a place to have a fight! <laughs> yeah. Like, but then he just, just, just knife racks just all over the place. Pulling out knives, <laughs> just throwing knives at people. He like kills a of... dude with a book at the start yeah. of this film. Oh, that book! That book kill is brutal. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's so invent. It, it remains endlessly inventive <laughs> and just cathartic to watch. Yeah. It's one of those things you can only get away with it because you know it's not real. Yes. Yeah. So as much as you're awing mm-hmm. at the, the violence, you're also in awe of the stunt performers who are performing it. Yes. That's as much of the pleasure as it is the sort of viscerality Which of, I think of the, the weird lore kind of helps with. Yeah. Because everything's yeah. so weird and heightened and they've got their own kind of, like... Uh, honours code and their yeah. own kind of currency and the fact that they, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll use the word para, but they'll, 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 they'll you know... Uh, you know, Latin and things that talk about. Um... Compare it to something like Six Underground, which just came out. The the oh, yeah, Bay Netflix I, yeah, film, I have not seen. Yet. Which is incredibly violent and boneheadedly stupid. <laughs> and going, to the point on. where you, you feel sort of dirty watching it. It's Batman with guns, isn't it? It's just like, it's, I'm a billionaire. It's I'm a billionaire. Gonna start a super team, team and fight bad guys. Take out the bad guys that that nations won't take out themselves. Okay, that's definitely not a scary prospect. Yeah. Um, but, um, but compared to that to like John Wick, which has that sort of heightened reality to it, and that sort of, 
it's almost so serious it's funny. Yeah. Mm. It takes itself so seriously that it doesn't take itself yeah. seriously. Lawrence at Fishburne all. during his oh uh, mate. Uh, spoilers for don't John call Mike. him Larry. Um, uh, so, uh, just before his own execution scene, he turns, opens his coat, and just says to his 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 about to be killer, "The king is dead." <laughs> it's so like, long live the king. The fish is it's having a so, fucking whale of a time. Everyone in this. is. Everyone's been given like here's a pile of scenery yeah. and a knife and fork. Just go to yeah. town on it. Um, nice role for non-binary performers with Educate Dylan. They're playing mm-hmm. the. Um, Oh, the kind of invigilate, no, yeah, invigilate. Yeah, I can't remember what they what they call them now. Um, Adjudicate, that's the one. Uh, thank, thank, thank you, Source. You. Thank you, Oracle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they were good. I mean, right. similarly with um, uh, Ruby Rose in the previous song, uh, um, uh, Artemis. Yeah, I yeah. felt like they could have given her more in Chapter Two, like more Ruby Rose in Number Two. She's almost there no, too I mean, briefly. The, the but I know you've had a kind yeah. of like consecutive films now yeah. there's no there's no closed door to yeah. at all yeah. yeah so it's this sort of brutal violent intense uh you know uh, stunt filled action romp but then it's also got it, it, there yeah. is there you know it's not but it's, it's also not, it's also not a, a thing it's not a series that's kind of based around masculinity because you've got characters like the um the Halle Berry character in this yeah who is great a, and and Adrian Pilecki in the first film mm-hmm. um who you know, are every bit as much violent, every bit as violent and ruthless and fucking wrecking shit as, as Keanu Reeves is. Again, the fight with the dogs. Yeah. Using, the do- using stunt dogs in I was desperately trying to work dogs. out, I was trying to, but uh, at ca- what point? It can't be. Can't all be, it can't all be stunt dogs. Oh it no, there's going to be some be CG dogs. in there somewhere, but it's very cleverly masked, which is another thing I think, which is why it's so... And good again, to have stunt performers yeah. with a visual eye having directed it because they, they know exactly when when to use lighting and the camera to kind yeah. of tell the story as well but also these films don't cost a ton to make that mm. blows my mind they've got more expensive because they've got more and more actors <clears> and they've got <throat> bigger scope and more effects and stuff but they're still not they're on the lower massively end of the spectrum expensive to make because budget, you've got yeah. people making them who know what needs to be done. They don't. I think this, like you were saying with Iron Mother, where you, it's amazing how much you can get done on a small budget. I think a lot of that is down to not overshooting. Not overshooting. They know exactly what they want. Often working outside of a studio system that incorporates bloat to inflate budgets. Mm. Yeah. Like the way that, in the way that, like massively successful films often are reported to not make a profit. So. They don't have to pay people points. Yeah. That, yeah. Similar to what happened with Duncan Jones with Source Code. Yeah. Which he's talked about recently. Oh, really? About how there's so much creative accounting that these studios do that even if this film, which they then bloated, still manages to be successful and make money, they have ways of building in costs. Yes. That siphon those profits away so they don't have Let's to pay anyone just keep the back pumping end. stuff into marketing yeah. or, or wherever it's. Because why? Yeah. Apparently, pro tip: if you ever uh, are in a position to ask for points on the gross, not on the net. Yeah, because well, okay. good to know. But if they offer you points on the net, you're not going to see anything because they're going to create things that unless it profit. unless it's 1989 and you're Jack Nicholson, in which case, absolutely ask for a cut of the back yeah, end what, and uh, become a multi no, multi millionaire. Ask for a cut on the back end, but make sure it's on the gross, not on the net. Because yeah. Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. did the same thing uh, yeah. with uh, twins. Yeah. Made, it was the most successful movie we ever made. <laughs> like, <laughs> At least also, according to Mark Alden. Yeah. Pretty great movie. <laughs> but yeah, John now. Wick. More John Wick, please. Yep. Do you know what else is um, a great movie? <laughs> what? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, 
mate. Jordan Peele. Talk about fucking reinventions. Going from, like, incredible sketch comedy to just this fucking visionary horror director out I mean, of nowhere. This year, Monkey Paw Productions worked with CBS All Access Jesus. to do Twilight Zone, which, as of this broadcast recording, is still not legally available in the United Kingdom. Hurry up and sort that out, folks. I want to watch it. Legally. But... Um, <laughs> I mean, there's at least one thing I'm going to be talking about that I've definitely not seen. Uh-huh. Mm. But we'll get to that. But also... Uh, um, but also, yeah, it's just like... Us was phenomenal. I mean, oh, what a fault. Get Out, amazing directorial debut for Jordan yeah, Peele. Get Out is a brilliant piece of work. Again, like with like social commentary that we built within it, uh, which I think put pressure on this one to do something similar. What I like about it is it didn't. There was inbuilt social commentary in there, racial commentary, absolutely. But it's not but, on the same. Yeah, Us was Jordan Peele topic. going, This isn't an allegory. This one's a fairy tale. Yeah. And it's a creepy fairy tale mm. with some stellar performances from everyone, but criminally under-celebrated lead performances from yeah. Lupita Nyong'o. Now that all of the award nominations have come out, the fact and that Lupita Nyong'o is not being recognised is fucking criminal. It's disgusting. Is she just a victim of having given her fantastic performance in a genre film, though? I think she's... Like Tony Collette a yeah. couple of years ago. Although... Yeah. Fucking yeah. Joker. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's a genre yeah. film. Yeah. Although it's pretending it's, it's, to be a Scorsese, yeah, whereas this is like, no, this is a horror. Yeah, yeah fucking Todd Phillips yeah. come out and say, oh yeah, the, the Batman connection has nothing to do with how successful Joker is. Bullshit! Yeah. <laughs> Sir. Bullshit. Bullshit! Bullshit. And also Bullshit, the, the shade that, um, oh, uh, that, that Scorsese uh, uh, threw at Todd Phillips is going, I haven't seen, I've seen clips and I know what it's about. We <laughs> yeah. made that film 30 years I ago. I made it. <laughs> it's like fucking great. <laughs> Love oh, it. Love it. Um, but yeah, Uz is... Um, Amazing, the Pete I think, and, and also tidy. It's an hour and eighty. It's like an hour and yeah, twenty-five nice minute runtime. Fucking flying in and out, and it's it, it's tight like get out, and it's actually. lean. Get, get out's mean, like it does some nasty stuff. Mm. Um, it, again, it's got it's got it does that thing that that horror does best, where it knows exactly when to throw a joke in, just to stop mm. it from being overbearing. But then it can really lay the tension on, and call um, the police. Playing fuck the police. Yeah, I love no. it. It's like, oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, I think Lupita Nyong'o kind of has been a victim of A, it being a genre film, B, mm. it being right at the start of the year, and C, the overwhelming whiteness of the nominations in general. Yeah, it's like, odd. It's a real shame because it was, I think it was the year that Moonlight won, or the year, the year prior to Moonlight winning, when everyone kind of collectively threw their hands up and just went, wait, what? Yeah. Again? Yeah. How, 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 how? And then the following year, the year that uh, Moonlight won at the Oscars, yeah. it seemed, I, th- I think I'm remembering I think right. it was a little better. The, yeah, the kind of, a little peppering of, um, yeah. <laughs> a pardon the pun, of, 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 <laughs> of, of more kind of diversity in there. Hmm. Um, and then it seems that as the kind of initial kind of, Outbursts yeah. have kind of died away. The Academy have gone. Ah, oh, kind of, right. They've forgotten about arguing yeah. about it now. But it's. it's yeah. I, I know. I. I think that sometimes people, when they say the Academy or or the or the or the or the British Academy, they think of it as this kind of just one, uh, sort of almost person. Yeah. Doing this as if they have a choice. And it's not. It's, it's, it's hundreds, thousands of people. And yeah. you know, there are people. I mean, we know a couple of people who were on the voting board for mm. for BAFTA at least. And they make and, a big thing every year of going. And oh, no, we've got twelve point five percent more. More women this year, but, but we also know that we know 
we know we know a couple of people on the BAFTA on the BAFTA voting board at least who have a problem with this same thing. Exactly, but they, they can't you. change it from within. It's because it's, it's so. It's it's ingrained. yeah because also what happens is unless um, I can't remember the rules I know I mean I think sort of Weinstein's one of the sort of rare examples of this. There's very little you can actually do to, yeah. to to not be a member once you're once you're in there. Yeah. And so what you end up with in a similar way to voting kind of politically, you end up with a very kind of aging yeah. class within yeah. this. So even though you're adding more people who are younger and more diverse at the kind of entry level, I suppose, there are still thousands and thousands and thousands of, sort and I think of aging there are, there are probably uh, members also... who will vote for the same thing. This is why you get the King's Speech winning. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Know, uh, you know, the, the um, highest honour of the year. Tom, Tom Hooper. Why? Just Tom Hooper, I've, I've why? seen cats. Why do people keep giving them work? <laughs> why? Like, he's... And, and yet Lupita Nyong'o is not getting nominations. I know, right? Also, Winston Duke. That's oh, it. Oh, look, That's Winston it. Duke. That's the tweet. Right. Love um, that man. <laughs> Big daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way he goes from being like goofy dad to like quote unquote street tough, yeah. and you can tell it's just completely not. Well, he's it, not the, the comment in the commentary. John Peel says that it's Winston Duke doing an impression of Jordan Peel, <laughs> which is like, oh, that's hilarious! Like um, both of them are both pers- both uh, per- uh, performances. I love the boat. As um, what's this character's name in the film? Uh, it's, uh, oh my god, it'll come to me. I can't remember. It's not. Um, uh, Gabe, I think, is his. Oh, Gabe is is his is the normal one. Yeah, and Abraham, Abraham is yeah. the is the mirror. So, uh, G- Gabe is what Peel yeah. is just like, and Abraham is what he thinks Peel acts like when he's trying to like. <laughs> so, which is, oh, so no, no, Abraham when, when he's set. yeah, yeah, the, the grunts, but also the front thing. Well, it's just screams. Just <laughs> um, now from actual big daddy thickness to okay. muscle suit padding. Oh, Shazam. Shazam was excellent. It was really excellent. My friend, y'all need to see it. Shazam is Labyrinth meets Goonies meets Return to Oz. It's sort of the opposite of... It's it's magic and very 80s. It's a family film in that way of... You know how the family films we grew up with on VHS are all ones where you're like, yeah, they wouldn't put this in the cinema now because it'd freak kids out. That's Shazam. Shazam. the, The magic stuff is frightening in this film like it's scary looking and they don't hold back there is violence galore in this movie but in that family friendly well yeah sure that head got bitten off you won't see it but it just happened and you know but it happened know. But it's, yeah. like, it's, it's a um, this is the central performances from um, Angel Asher uh, Jack Dylan Glazer and, and Zachary Levi I think. but it's so it's good it's sort of the opposite of and Jordan Peele and Mark Strong. Oh, yeah, Strong. definitely Mark Strong. How definitely many Strong. how many superhero villains has he played? This now? is his third yeah. villain from, from the big two, because he was Sinestro, he was the guy from Kick Ass, and yes. he was uh he was he's uh I feel like he's uh, the loser. Uh, what's character called? Um, Savannah, Doctor yeah, Savannah. Um whose dad in the flashback at the beginning is played by John Glover, which makes me happy because John yeah. Glover needs to be in more things. But this is uh, this which is... means he's played he's played three as well. He's played Lionel Luther. In Smallville. Yes. And he's been the Riddler in Batman Animated Series. Yes. And now he's the dad of Dr. Savannah. But I think it's interesting because it's the, it's the opposite of Jordan Peele. It's a horror director going into more yes, light-hearted stuff. Yes, yeah. Because David F. Sandberg, who mm. was most... Started off making shorts with his wife on YouTube. Um, Lights Out was his debut, was Lights Out was his like, debut film. Annabelle, which was based Anna, on one of the shorts. Annabelle Creation, the one that people are like, that's the good one yeah, of the three. apparently so. Um, and, and, you know, he's been... Even so, uh, Annabelle cameos in both Aquaman and Shazam. 
Really? Yeah, yeah, Annabelle is in both movies, and when you spot her, you go, oh shit, of course. It seems like, like... Of course there she is. How did I not spot her the first time? And of course, all, his wife, who, was in all those, who did all those shorts with him, has popped up in all his films as well. Yeah, an increasingly bigger role, so she's got a decent little Do you know what this is sounding a little bit like to me, though? It sounds like they're going from horror into uh, a kind of more superhero genre, bringing kind of those qualities with you. It sounds very Sam Raimi. It yeah. is a bit Sam Raimi. Ray- it is a bit yeah. Sam Raimi. Or Darkman, Spider-Man. It is a bit Darkman in then, places, yeah. yeah. I and mean, then Derrickson with Doctor Strange, like just having that eye yeah, for like what can be freaky and horrific mm. and how can we make that work. But Shazam Scott is well Derrickson. worth a watch. It's hands down... And I say this as someone who really enjoys Wonder Woman. It's hands down the the good film to come out of the DCEU so far. It's just oh, like, really? Because I did really like, like Wonder Woman. Is. It is. I loved it, but Wonder Woman has that thing of... It's, it's more it's fun so, than Wonder Woman. David Thewlis yeah. is a little bit well, miscast. Well, well, <laughs> just, well, just that ending is just... It devolves yeah. into now she punches the CGI monster. Which yeah, is which feels that. underwhelming because the whole film's about hope and innocence yeah. and everything. And it kind of feels underwhelming that, oh... Oh no, no! War is bad, but also there's still a monster to fight. Yes. Where, oh, it's not. Yes. Okay. Whereas Shazam is like, no, this is about punching monsters and about giving a 14 year old boy who's got a lot of family issues the ability to punch monsters and see what happens. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant. It's I will add so that to my list. It's fun. fun foster and... family representation in oh, mainstream yeah, cinema. Like, like, the first really foster family of of kids who all sort of get on and and mix. And mm. they're great to watch them play off each other. Great set of child actors. Great villain. Uh, great D- villain. Jimon Honsu as Shazam. Jimon Honsu at the beginning. Being great as he is in everything. Um, um, yeah, it's it's it is it's really 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 good. Yeah. And unlike every other film in the DCEU, uh, unfortunately, it relies on the DCEU existing. To because, a degree. Well, I mean, less gratuitously so, in the final shot. Yeah, but less so. Gratuitously. Less so than any other DCEU film today, I would argue. Yeah, I know what you mean. It could survive on its own. You just accept that it's in the same world as Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Like, these people. Yeah, they're easy enough, exist. kind of. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, things to kind of pick up, though. And its third act is absolutely brilliant. Oh. Like, it's a sure. really good, like, final oh, 25 I'm minutes. To, it's good, man. It's really. Shazam, it was a great God film. Favorite YouTube uh, name given to him for me, it's still Zapped in America. Zapped in America is good. <laughs> like, he never a, gets named in the film. I'm still a fan of Captain Sparkle yeah, Captain Sparkle Fingers. For those who don't know the history, Shazam, as he is now, was originally called Captain Marvel, and they reference that in the film yeah. at one point. Yeah, he's published by a company yeah. called not Charlton. No, I think it was Charlton. No, it wasn't Charlton. Carlton. It wasn't Charlton because Charlton's where they got the Watchmen characters from. Shaka Khan. Uh, it was. It began with an F. Um, fuck me comics. Yeah, but anyway, oh, fuck me comics. From him yeah. the studio, <laughs> um, he was a, he was a, he was very Superman esque. He was one of the early Superman imita- like imitations. So DC sued um, Fawcett Fawcett Publications. Um, so they, as you said it, there it was. Yes. In front of my face. So oh, they they sued DC sued Fawcett, got the rights to the Captain Marvel character. But then let him languish. So then, the six, in the late sixties, Captain Marvel created their Marvel. Marvel created their Captain Marvel, and then unrelated, but unrelated, yeah, but Marvel. using the Marvel yeah. name. Yes. So they could get that copyright. Yep. Because DC had not been publishing Captain Marvel stuff for years. Mm. 
So then they brought their Captain Marvel back and back and forth, back and forth now. To and the point where... Based on who's writing him, he's still called Captain Marvel in, in book. Yes, in book. book he can be some... But, but the comic increasingly will always be called Shazam. The, the, the works featuring him have been called Shazam or the power of Shazam. So they've sort of retired the Captain Marvel name and brought Shazam forth as a... As a it's, a it's a silly name... Well, it's the word. It's the word he says to transform himself. Yes, no, the, yeah, no. Which I is know so that. old school comic book. It's very, Shazam! very, yeah, yeah. It's a very, very kind of almost like a post-war kind of. It, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah they, well, it's just around pre World War Two. Yeah, just pre World War Two. That kind yeah. of sort of yeah. That. Um, but yeah, definitely rises to prominence in the forties. Yeah, absolutely. Th- thinking of the kind of old school optimism of calling like, yeah. Shazam. And, 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 well, G Willikers. Equally uncomfortable in that if you go back to like early Captain Marvel in the same way you go back to early Superman or early Batman, you do get some very yellow peril. Yeah, a lot of yellow peril. Yeah. So also, its mid credits tease is now more exciting and not just a fun like PS. Yes, because we know we're getting number two in twenty twenty two. And two months before it, we're getting Black Adam. It's going and to be. And if there's any justice in the world, Black Adam will come out. Yeah. And then Shazam 2's final trailer will be like, oh, P.S., Black Adam's also in this, motherfuckers. Yeah. Mm. And want... Savannah. Because there was some concern. And you yeah. know who, and, and which that. would be lovely. There was some concern that this weird. didn't do well Could enough to warrant a sequel. But the fact. I think. If you are concerned about a Shazam 2 maybe doing well, then you put Dwayne Johnson in it. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, that's what he does. He, he revives dead franchises. Yeah. He's, he's very quiet. He very quietly cameos in this. Since getting on home video, like when they the wizard tells the story of the, yeah. the, the there is person a, who laid waste yeah. the thingy, you, it's, it's, it's not blatantly him, but they have made this vision with Dwayne in mind. Yeah. And so if it's you, like, if you know yeah, the they're definitely going to be Black Adam. This. Yeah. Very good. Officially on my list. Yeah, um, get it on your list, mate. Get it on your list. And, uh, Rocket Man, Rocket Man, burning not, on his out here. Not the kind of thing we usually talk about, but it's so good <laughs> that I kind of have got to a Golden it. Globe Award winning now. It's mm. oh, it's just well, it was also it's it's just a, spectacular. It was, it was also like a, a cure for the thing everyone liked last year that wasn't really that. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody had just be just falling, just been a bit of a wet fart of a film, and then Rocket Man comes out Ooh, and shows you how you do a fucking music biopic. Nowadays. From the same director. From well, from the person who came in to fix together what was yeah. left of Bohemian Rhapsody. But no, I don't think. Um, I think not only is it kind of a really well-made biopic in its own right, but it also is sort of done in a way that's very Elton John. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like because it's presented he, yeah, in an Elton Johnny you, way. You can feel his hand in this. Yes. Well, um, hey, um, and <laughs> which is which is also good because sort of in the same way that Bohemian Rhapsody didn't. It doesn't did. It doesn't shy away from his more just self-destructive, more unpleasant behaviors. Yeah. Like he's a like it's, it, this is a film that's not afraid to paint Elton John as a bit of a cunt. Yeah, um, which is a real problem in Bo, Bo real, Rap. real problem in Bohemian Rhapsody. No, and Fred, we're all going home to our families because they're good boys. All good the night, interesting Fred. parts are out yeah. of Mercury. Not, it's like, but and yeah, this leaves all the interesting parts in at the behest of Elton John. Like he was mm-hmm. quite openly pushing for him to come across as unpleasant when he needed to come across as unpleasant because this is a him making a fil- him being involved in making a film about himself. Unreliable narrator um, gives them license to tell the story yeah. however they want as well. Quite um, openly going, yeah, this is fantastical and this is imaginary and this is great. Incredible visuals, incredible soundtrack. We finally incredible have incredible central performance from Taron Egerton. We finally have something to thank yeah. Kingsman Two for. Yeah. 
Because yeah. that was clearly where this idea of like, oh, go on then, this are the people that are doing I wonder this actually, together. yeah, because you, you, you it, it feels quite um, sort of fatalistic. Not not fatalistic. What's the word? Fate. 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 Yeah. Fateful. 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 Fateful is one thing. Um, <laughs> that, um, yeah, those two would um, meet on that film that really didn't go down all that well, but by any metric. Um, and, uh, and would, yeah, would come out with, uh, the end result would be this. Yeah. It's, it's, just it's just brilliant it's just brilliant go and go, go watch it go as for our next it. film are you ready or not uh, definitely ready <laughs> this ready came not. out ready of nowhere not. yeah this came out of absolutely nowhere Samara Weaving Samara Weaving as uh, lead performance I, I literally have not even heard of this oh, it, so. it, it came out of nowhere and I, and I was sort of trying to like is that Michael th- Robin this no, was Samara Weaving I, I, we've, we've <laughs> got us we've got us and we've got another couple of films coming up that fit the genre but this was my horror film of the year uh, because I was so pleasantly best, best surprised after Don't Sleep yeah because yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, us, us us and it were a big part it was all the two letter ones for me but yeah. um, but Ready or Not Oh, it's such a breath of fresh air. Um, so Great concept. Essential premise of a millionaire family with an old estate based upon a legacy of selling board games. Like, that's where their riches came from. Mm. Have a tradition. When someone new marries into the family, they play a very specific game left to them by, like, the, the great-grandfather of the family who started the business. Oh, well, they have to play a game. They have, they have to play to a draw game. Draw a card from this thing. To, to tell them what the game is. Yeah, on midnight of the wedding um, day. Um, and you just better hope it's not hide and seek. Yeah, because oh, wait, turns out hide and seek. They, they have to keep this tradition up because there was possibly a supernatural element to the family's success initially. And if they don't play a game on the wedding night, then they might lose the success and everything go to shit. And maybe more than that. As long as you don't pull hide and seek, you're fine. Two of the previous marriage uh, married couples, siblings of the family are there in attendance. Yeah. They played like drafts and one of them played snap. But on this night, they draw hide and seek. And hide and seek comes with very specific rules. If you're the newlywed, you basically have to survive till dawn or not. Like they will they will yeah. kill you and then they will remain successful or you survive till dawn and then they don't know what happens Wait, next. Okay, so if you're the one marrying into the family, yeah, yeah. essentially the rest of the family are now going coming, to murder you. coming to kill you. Yes. And they're not wanting to necessarily well, well, a couple of them are bloodthirsty, but then a couple of them are panicked for their own survival, either financially or like uh, we don't know what happens if she just, survives. So it's, 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 yeah. it's like desperation, <laughs> yeah, and also some, and some of it is also the incompetence of well, rich white people who've you, never had to do anything like well, this. You before. sold, you sold <laughs> on me because the situation. Well, you sold on me because it sounded to me like you know, oh, same old, same old Blumhousey kind of thing of like, oh, I'm sure it's, it's a fun like, idea, at this but point, mate, same old, same old Blumhousey sounds kind of interesting still. Like, it, well, that's it, the it's, thing. It's, it's pretty consistent quality one. Because I was like, it's a bit purgy, a bit whatever, and then yeah. you said to me, no, the best part about it is, is that the family. Have never done this before. This lot have never done it. But the, the, apart from the, some, the, the some grandma, of them have. the grandma. Has. Some of them have, but yeah, like. Um, but they, they've but, yeah. never, they've never, like, they're not murderers. It's not a thing. They don't make yeah. a habit of it. It's not the most dangerous game. And that's kind of the what the, the joy of it is. Samara Weaving's lead performance is phenomenal, but yeah. also watching them all having to be like suddenly be bloodthirsty murderers mm. when it's not really what they do or have the stomach it's for like in a couple sigh. of cases. I give you a small minimal. Um, <laughs> Minimal spoiler example: Someone gets handed a crossbow and then immediately goes onto YouTube to look at crossbow two two. Yes, because I was going to ask, but I'm wondering if this is a spoiler. So don't answer if it is. What would stop them? Because if if the person hiding 
survives the night. They and everyone just carries on as normal. Yeah, well, they don't know what happens if they yeah. survive the night because it's never happened. Ah, okay. Because I was going to say, well, why don't they just all just sit down and just not look? But but then that's not it, playing the game. It, that is that is a question that comes up and is dealt with. Okay, okay. So, yeah, in a yeah. in a fucking wonderful I, way. I appreciate yeah. that because that's it's, like dumbass me. Like yeah. I would be, go, I would you trying to kind of poke <laughs> holes in this sort of it's it's weird it's really smart. It's one of those films that presents this high concept, but has already thought of most of the questions, if not all of the questions that people are going to ask about it. Mm. And so what about it? Yeah, exactly. And then in the closing five minutes, sort of goes, "Well, you wondered about this. Well, go on then." Like, yeah, yeah. It's got a hell of an ending, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful. Hang finish. on, sorry, I should be adding to my list. Ready or not, ready or not, ready or not is going on the list. Um, and yes, stand-up performance from Samara Weaving, who is who... next rocking up uh, in a mainstream release in Bill and Ted yeah, Face the Music. She's one of them. One of the daughters in Bill and Ted Face the Music. I can't remember which whose daughter she is. Uh, who's Alex, who's, who's, Alex, Robbie, who's Alex Winters? Alex Winters is Bill. She's Bill's daughter, from what I know. Isn't it? I believe so. Ted Theodologan, Bill, something else. Uh... Yeah, no, no. Alex Winters is Bill. Keanu Reeves is Ted. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She's Bill the Younger. So she's, yeah. Really? Okay, and cool. she does look like Margot Robbie. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, so she would think that she... Um, that oh, she that makes be, sense, because she's blonde. Yeah. She's blonde, isn't she? Uh, um, also, horror film. It... Chapter the second. Divisive for a lot of people. I really we had a lot of fun. It. It, it, no, don't get me wrong. Mm. It is long. Mm. And it is a little clunky. And it's not the first one. And it's which not is, the first which one. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. At, at, at your recommendation. Yeah. The first one is excellent. It's very good. But when, it does when, a very good job of building on that. And when your story is two films long, yeah, yeah. it's not asking a lot of you, no. really, to be like, this one's a bit no. longer than the last one, come aboard. It's mm. a little samey in place. It's think, not asking a lot to be like, no, seriously, once you've watched this, you've watched the complete thing. I think it does a really good job of not doing what you'd expect it to do if you're familiar with the original uh, TV movie yeah, adaptation. Because that cuts between, which I think the book also does, between yeah, the book, young, yes, young and old, young and old, young and old, thing, and seeing yeah. the parallels and... Yeah. and which, this, I, which I'm guessing this can't do. This what this does do is it is mostly the Present adults, day, yeah. but they do have some old interwoven flashbacks and yeah. some reshot okay. footage with a little bit of digital tweaking to make the make the characters look consistent across the two films for yes. the kids that have aged to make it work. Although but also to the, the point first where time you see it, you are kind of like. Jack Dylan Glazer's got CGI on his face. I didn't feel it. Finn Wolfhard's voice has been Finn tweaked. Wolfhard. Yeah, they've definitely had to do some work on to get him to look the same age. But Jack Dylan Glazer, I didn't feel that with so much. Um, it, it's mainly it's mainly Finn Wolfhard in the new footage who looks like he'd been tweaked digitally to make sure. him look consistent with his with his appearance. Even, even that seems to be a their good... stuff wasn't shot yeah. that long after the original premiered. No, but, it, but just enough for these people in their mid-teens Some of it was, though. Aged. Some of it was, though. Yeah. Like, oh, so, was, so yeah. Um, slight spoiler for the book and the film. So, in the in the book, there's a, there's a the, the loser club have a clubhouse in the Barrens. Mm. Uh, like, the sort of bit that Ben builds it underground. And it's like a little um, bunker that they have. That's in this film... And it was, it's was built during the events of the first part, but we don't see it. Sure. And they go back here and establish it. But some of that footage was shot for chapter one, yeah. right? And then they okay. had to shoot some new stuff Additional as well stuff. to knit it all so, together. So, yeah, so they could really so, fit. Um, some of it is original, and some of it is oh, slightly CGI tweaked. It's long. It's a long film. It's, like, it's, ne- it's nearly three hours long. 
That is Which long. is long for a horror film. That is long for a horror but film. But it's... Do the scares it, keep up? I would say so. I say so, Bill yeah. Skarsgård fucking rocks ball. it. And there's, there's a couple of... Our adults sell why adults would be scared of this thing, yeah. even though they know full well what it's capable of. Mm. And the, like, the adult cast as well is stunning. The casting is excellent for this. Bill Hader's an absolute revelation in it. I, I, well, so I, good. I, I have words on Bill Hader for uh, when we get to the TV yeah, section. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's 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 excellent in this. He's really um, good in this. James McAvoy is solidly James McAvoy. Like, Mustafar's really good. He's sort of was... he's sort of given a bit less to do because they cut out a lot of his. Scenes. Yeah, it's like because there is a longer cut of this, and uh, and Andrew Machete talked about doing a five-hour like putting DVD them both together, where you you can just obviously pause and thingy at your leisure, but. And also doing one more piece. of the back and forth stuff. Yeah. Well, no, and then interspersing yeah. the cuts, so yeah. like splicing yeah. them together. Yeah. So he said this footage. Oh, that'd be very he, interesting. He said he's got in mind like a like a five hour Peter Jackson style, both edited together and so, maybe but not just stitching one and two. So end of one stitched to the start of two, but you with mean but you, with some yeah, overlap. Yes, it, splice like, them together. Splice them together. That is. That's phenomenal. That'd be brilliant. With yeah, some scenes so, they shot and didn't use, and also he, I think he said they're estimating a budget. For how much it would cost to shoot an additional three scenes that yeah. you would need for that. I mean, the digital fuckery is only going to get weirder and weirder as the yeah, kids keep getting yeah. older. Again, so I have words I, on that later. It's, <laughs> it's something that he might get a, a chance to do. He might not get a chance to do, but it's an interesting. I'd concept. very much like to see that. I would, um, I would definitely pay to see that. Oh. I think Andrew Machete did a really good job of adapting a very difficult book to adapt, mm. um, and of course, not, it, the, the, some of that work was done by uh, Kerry Fukunaga. Uh, Fukunaga, Fukunagi. Fucking hour. Kerry Fukunaga. I'm gonna get I always get his fucking surname wrong. Um, we know who you mean. Kerry Fuk- yeah. Kerry Fukunaga. I think it's I think it's fucking hour. Um The true detective. Yeah. Yeah. Back back uh, back when it was the Will Poulter version of the movie. Uh no, it's Fukunaga, sorry. Fukunaga. Fukunaga. Where, where, um, where Bill, 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 Will Poulter was yeah. gonna be Pennywise. Because he's still and... got script credit on this. Yeah. Um and some of those <laughs> stuff has come from his versions, although it's been heavily reworked by uh Andre Machete and his and, and, and Barbara Machete also producing. Plus, um, it gave us the earworm that is. I know you're seeing. Just, just Bill Skarsgård, man. Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain's wonderful. Um, Everyone is. Everyone's really strong. Yeah, in this. it's a very, very strong cast. Very strong form. I get why people feel like it's overlong and a bit clunky, but he didn't. It, the, it also the f- mocks sort of the biggest criticism of of King's work oh, yeah, as a whole. Yeah. It, it openly mocks it from yeah, the beginning. That's brilliant. But really. <laughs> There's, like Bill, because Bill's a horror. Bill well, grows Bill's a, a horror, horror author, author because, of course, he does. And it's a really although, although in, not TV movie style, minus a giant ponytail and yeah. the glasses. <laughs> but there's um, a running joke in the film about how he nobody likes endings. the endings of his books. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, that is openly said to him by somebody who it's like, oh, yeah. you've had to summon up a bit of uh, very bit of self-deprecation to say this. It's very good. Of course, we do. Very good. Um, not as a creepy band conductor though, like the Shining TV no, series. No, no. Was gurning for the camera. And it's been it's been a good year for Stephen King. We did get Pet Cemetery this year, which isn't on my list because it's good, but it's not quite as good as I wanted it to be. And it's sure. an interesting take on that story because it does things you don't expect it to do. But we also have a it, Pet Cemetery which has the better. I mean, casting. Yeah. Shall we say? I mean, I, John Lithgow was great, but he's no fucking. Um, George, uh, oh, what's his name? It was it was Herman the Monster. Going that, down, that, 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 that paints enough of a picture. That guy. I know who that. He's I know, so good. I know what that guy looks um, like. We got Doctor Sleep this year. Yes, we did. Tell us about Doctor Sleep, boy. Doctor Sleep is might be my film of the year. 
Hot diggity. It's wow. very good. And no one went to see yeah, it. Literally, and it breaks my heart. No one saw it. Because that. it's so, so good. It's a Mike Flanagan joint um, who's done King stuff before. Um, uh, he did probably the most high profile thing he'll done before this was the Haunting of Hill House for Netflix. Mm. Right. Which you're doing a second season of, although that's an original story because it's going to be an anthology style thing, mm-hmm. American Horror Story style. So it's uh, this is adapted from Stephen King's novel, which is a sequel to The Shining and directed by Mike Flanagan, starring Ewan McGregor. It's just... You know when you see a film and it's just got a mood to it and a feeling that sticks with you mm. and just sort of soaks on you? It's that. And it's also very... Because... Stephen King's infamously unhappy with the Kubrick The Shining. Yes, yeah, so but, much so that he... Uh... But Mike Flanagan as a filmmaker knows that he had to make a sequel to the Kubrick The Shining as much as it, as the book was a sequel to the book The Shining. Yes. And he does a really good job of making that work. And It's telling a very weird line. I well, think. he ac- actively invokes the imagery and scenes from the Kubrick The Shining and it doesn't make the film feel worse for it. You know when you get that some sort of time where you... fan service, yeah, yeah. But it's it's very it's so well done to the point where... Um, slight spoiler. Characters from the original film turn up, but yes. played by new actors. Yes. But they're not played by new actors who've got, like, CGI face replacement or no, doing impressions you of... you covered this when you, yeah. when, you, when you did it on like, the, the show here. It's very... It's done to the point where you're... You're aware that you're watching a new actor do a Elliot from ET, yeah, isn't he? Uh, he plays plays a a character when when a when when a certain guy pops up, and but it's (laughs) and obviously Scatman Crothers has passed away, so he couldn't have possibly reprised his role in such Michelle the Devalis. It's called the Shining. (laughs) Imagine imagine the original actor that Elliot from ET coming back. Imagine what that would look like. I know, right? Uh, So. But um, yeah, it's like Jabba the Hutt. You came back like... to advertise broadband or something. There's, shit. A, oh, there's a strange beauty to it, and a very strong cast. The the young girl in it, who I'm gonna now I'm gonna have to look up because she's fabulous. Um, because it is very much about it's a very much a generational story about yes. passing on the about working past your family issues passing on those lessons to someone younger than you and, mm. and working all through that. So it's very much a story about family. Um, sins of the father type stuff. Like that. Absolutely. That's, that's, absolutely. That's like a really, not, not a yeah. trope, but it's like a really kind of well-worn story kind of style. Yes. And for, to hear that it's not only is this sort of treading the line between various adaptations of the same story, yes. but then also to, uh, telling that kind of what could be quite rote and telling yeah. it in a new and interesting way. Like it's, it's going on it's going from it's your a hell list of a film. to my list. It's a hell of a film. Um Kylie Curran is the young girl who plays Abra, who is the, Abra, the, the, Abra, the young girl who, who Danny Torrance, the grown up Danny Torrance sort of meets, who has the shine and they and then the, the plot comes from there sort of um from them realising that the family is out there who is headed by uh, Rose the Hat. <laughs> Played brilliantly by Rebecca Ferguson, who just is loving. Oh, yeah. You don't see enough of loving villainess mm. stuff here. She's so good, and she's scary in this as well. She's properly menacing. Um, uh, they're they're a sort of caravan of sort of soul vampires 
who right. look look for people who have the shine to feed on. That that soul vampire that uh, I'll talk about that in TV. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and and absolutely, um, that's sort of the, the, the crux of the plot. Um, but then it's also dealing with, you know, the grown up Danny Torrance, Hugh McGregor. It's Hugh McGregor. When he's in something, you know he's going to be he's good. good. He's going to be good. It Hello. might not be good, Hello but there. he's going to be great because <laughs> he's fucking Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he's incredibly consistent, isn't he? Yeah. Like, I can't, I'm actually trying to think of when he's been, he's been in some clunkers. I don't think he yeah. actually ever And he's, you know, he's, he's had some dodgy accents here and there see Beauty and the Beast live action, but he's, yeah, oh, yes. he's always good. I based it off my wife. Is your wife pretending to be friends? <laughs> Is it roleplay? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I was, yeah, I was going to don't, um, don't make that joke. Um, <laughs> it's all right. We don't have careers in the industry. We can make those jokes. It's a testament to how good he is when, yeah. in that kind of Tim Roth style in Reservoir Dogs, which arguably mm. is one of the worst American accents I've ever been compared to. No one cares. No. I've no. only kind of even kind of globbed onto it because I've seen that film so many times and loved the, the performance so much. But that's because he's so good. Yeah. That technical things like that you can just let go. Um, like in terms of oh no, someone's maybe not quite the right shape or like not quite the right hair. Like like Daniel Craig being bl- a blonde Bond. Yeah. Like it gives a shit. He's, he's good. Daniel Craig. He's yeah, good. He's, he's good. good at Bond. And Who we've cares? Got, we've got some stuff to talk about with Daniel Craig, but we'll get to that in a sec. Um, yeah. Yes. But yeah, you uh, McGregor uh, dealing with the sort of the it very much deals with the trauma that Danny carried with him from the events of The Shining. Yes. Going forward and how that affects Danny Torrance like 30 years later. Well, it's very much on my list. It's very good. Um, And very human and very affecting and very... It just... just, I could feel it in me again talking about it. It has that kind of effect on you. Um, That that is rare. Yeah. Yeah. That is a rare... But I had the same thing with Haunting of Hill House that Mike Flanagan did for Netflix. He's very good at understanding... In the same way that Stephen King, this is why I think he's such a good pairing with Stephen King, and he said he said he wants to do more Stephen King adaptations, um, is that he is very good at capturing the the personality of the story that that attracted to it in the first place, yeah, yeah. and mm. makes it stay with you. He's very good at capturing that, um, and even though his Heart of Hill House wasn't you know a direct adaptation of the original novel, as no adaptations of it have been he gets to the core of those characters and makes you care about them and that's why it sticks with you. Mm. I, there was something about The Haunting of Hill House when I watched it, I just could not get it out of my head. It, and and I very much felt the same about Doctor Sleep. It's a crime that it's not been more successful than it is because it is so very good. Um, Do you know what else was so very good? What was else so very uh, good? I think our final cinema release of the year. Let's just get um, another one the, on the, the docket. The two that I, 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 as far as I can actually tell, <laughs> I think I only saw three films that came out this year. And the other two that I've got left are not cinema releases. There was ah. a bit, uh, if they're oh. films, chuck them in. Oh, know. they're films, okay. Throw, throw them in, so boy. the first one, which isn't really under your purview at, in any way, but, but I'll just throw about. it in quickly, The Great Hack. Oh, yeah, I didn't uh, see that. The documentaries are shining the Cambridge Analytica <laughs> scandal. Oh no, I did see that. Which is extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that I... is um, that made my blood run cold, and I won't, I won't waste too much time on it because it doesn't really fit here. But if you have any kind of interest in how your uh, information and your digital footprint is kind of held onto and recorded, oh yeah, and, it's then, terrifying. and caged beyond your um, influence. Yeah, yeah. 
that is it's definitely something worth looking at and Carol Cadwaller I think her name is who's the Guardian journalist that kind of broke this initial story yeah. she yeah. is also someone well worth following on the on the various socials because on the social media she is um, kind of forever trudging up stories that will fascinate interest and also terrify you and there's a lot of those about these days and, that's, that's um, very that's, daily that's to be said. daily they are what's your other one Charles the second one which I enjoyed Enough to put it on your list. Enough to put it on my list of three. <laughs> um, the Irishman. Yeah, I've not seen oh, this yet. The Irishman. Partly because I don't have an entire day to watch. Films. Yeah, no, it, it is a. It, it's as long and as. Oh, no, it's not as arduous as it. <laughs> no, it it's. Um, it's very much a Martin Scorsese film. Okay, so if you've, if you know that the kind of structure of the thing in terms of the kind of. Uh, narration and flashbacks is and it more that. or less of a Martin Scorsese film than Joker it is <laughs> I would say that's, they're certainly very comparable in terms of the different, Moscow, different Scorsese films yes, The Irishman no, I think is a kind of uh, jumped up version of Goodfellas in terms of okay. as, far, as far as I can remember I always want to be a gangster flashbacky type thing addressing the camera as I can remember Um, whereas uh, Joker is very much a kind of mean streaks king of comedy type thing yeah Um, it is you know it is very good it tells you know it's a sort of true-ish story of um, the supposed uh, murder of Jimmy Hoffa yes um, who was a uh, kind of union boss back in the day um it's it's the devil's kind of in the 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 telling of the thing it's less than so about the kind of destination and also, and Stephen Graham. Fucking love Stephen yeah. Graham. Stephen Graham. Again, like you, McGregor, he's been in some shit, but he's season always the, good. Season, 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 season of the Witch. Season of the Witch. And he's clearly did it in between seasons of Boardwalk Empire because he's still got his Chicago accent from yeah. when he was playing <laughs> Al Capone in that. He's in Despite pla- the insane fucking feudal Europe. But also, let's forget that there's also Ron Perlman and, uh, and Nicholas Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Oh. <laughs> The dude's in Pirates 4 and 5 and no one ever holds it against him. So You can't hold things against Stephen Graham. He's That's true. Good. He's too good. Wait, there's a fifth Pirates one, is there? Oh, yeah. Fifth, yeah. That came wow. out last year. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah. I didn't uh, see that one. Either don't Dead Man Tell More Tales or Salazar's Revenge, depending on what country you're in at the time. Yeah, don't watch it. It's terrible. Although, it's fascinating to watch if you want to try and figure out at which point Johnny Depp is being fed his lines through an earpiece, which did happen for the majority of the filming, apparently. I've heard that um, as well, yeah, that he's kind of gone full Marlon Brando now, and he's got people I think Johnny feeding Depp lines needs some professional help, I think, at yeah. this point. Because um, also, there's a bit of back and forth <clears throat> as well about how much... Because there's the thing with him, with the abuse thing with Amber Rudd. Amber Rudd, Amber Rudd, Amber Fucking hell! But now that would have been a thing. But yeah. now stuff's come out that uh, shining light might have been she may have orchestrated more, yeah. a lot of it. Sorry, say that again. That she may have orchestrated a lot of the public perception of the the. Oh wow! It may have been. He's definitely in a fragile place and needs to talk to people. But may have not. May not have done half of the stuff that's been put out there, so, meaning she's taken advantage of abuse charities and, and organizations and put herself up there as like a hero. Some some accounts suggesting that yeah. she's been active, she's been the actively abusive one in the relationship. Yeah, to the point where some people have called for her to be kicked from Aquaman two. 
Oh really? I didn't yeah. know that. One, one of the organisations she's not been she's massively supposed, widely reported, but it has come out and donated money to and has disassociated themselves, disassociated themselves from her because it's enough of a bloodline that they're like, look, if you are an abuser, you should not yeah. be Shit. pretending yeah. to be the abused. It's, it's worth that's yeah. It's worth digging into because it's <clears> it, it, it's all a bit murky. Which is why I haven't been joking about it as much recently. Yeah, which is also I think why because that's one of those things where it's like. Oh no! If you yeah. fall on the wrong side of this line, yeah, you're gonna look yeah, like a yeah. real dick. Yeah, but, uh, but those are more I'm quite happy to joke about Jenny being fucking weird. He oh yeah, he's weird. fucking <laughs> lazy and spends too much on wine. Yeah. Yeah. Did, you ever, did you ever read that Rolling Stone? Oh, was a student. Uh, <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. which was almost sort of Prince Andrew levels of kind of completely bewildering. Yeah, and and, yeah. and, and, and sort of misunderstanding how badly he was coming off. Yeah, but yeah, no. If, I think if that's that is the case, been, the dude does actually need some help. I think not, that's why it's been be... almost two straight years of yeah. touring with Hollywood vampires, is just so he could be like, I'm just going to go and do this other thing, earn money, and avoid all of this for two years. I think wow. he, uh, dude, he's checked himself into an hospital or something. He's he's clearly not having a good time. Saw him, saw him play Heroes though when we went to see Hollywood Vampires. He was really good. It was a really good cover. Not many people can cover Bowie and sound all right, and he did it. So good on you, Johnny. Now get some help. Oh god, I think that's where I would be ending twenty nineteen or starting twenty twenty with going, Good on you, Johnny Depp. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. Oh the tables of turn. Yeah, wow, that's you, not what I was um, expecting. Well you know who does need to keep doing what he's doing despite people aggressively hating on him for reasons other than actual decent reasons? Donald Trump. Uh, no, no fuck. he should not keep doing what he's doing from a man who didn't enjoy The Last Jedi I'm here to say that Ryan Johnson's Knives Out was the film of December for me I absolutely Knives adored Knives Out very good it's, it's very good so much fun I'll put it on the list yeah, it's, it's a great I've seen very little it, it's a whodunit that is not a whodunit at all no, but filled with like yeah. the, the most wonderfully sketched characters inhabited by a great cast the opening interview sequence alone intercut is is just so well shot so well edited but ultimately what makes it work is the fact that the marketing is a lie yeah, our main character isn't highlighted in the marketing once but that really surprised me when I watched it I was like oh oh I don't remember seeing that character at all. And especially by the end of Act 1 where you're like, wait, we we know the story now. Yeah. But but how's this film going to surprise us? And it finds ways. Oh man, it's very smart like that. So, so, so much fun. It's a razor tight script. So much fun. Um, So much fun. I I like it. I like it. And I don't want to start a war with it. Great all Um, the way around, really. It's a darn um, enjoyable flick. It's a damn enjoyable flick. And Michael Shannon going for it, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Michael going Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don Johnson. Don Johnson. One of Daniel two Craig things that I've seen Don Johnson going in this for year it. that I've really enjoyed him in. Yeah. Daniel Craig going full character mm. actor. Chris Evans is knitwear. Chris yes, Evans, Chris Evans is knitwear. Excellent knitwear, and of and um again, you may not know it because of the marketing, but Anna de Armas is absolutely mm. incredible in it. She's, She's really, really good. And Christopher Plummer. For Christopher for Plummer. A few scenes. Yeah. Of course, Christopher Plummer. Yeah. Not it's replacing really Kevin Spacey this time. Yeah, it's it's a big love letter to the whodunit genre that is pretending to be a whodunit with a tweeze, but it kind of isn't. I like it. It kind it's of isn't good. a whodunit, it's and and it's um, and it, and the, the the twist on the genre happens early enough in it that you just spend the rest of the film going, but where where, where can now? they go now? <laughs> where, where could they go now with it? We we know more than we would normally know by this point, and it still finds ways to go. Yeah. No, no, no! Fucking come oh, over here! Come over here! 
It's really, really good. It's beautifully shot. The editing's superb as well. So something I noticed about it whilst watching. Hopefully, um, it'll be a uh, whilst watching. Sorry, the the, the second time because went to a, I went to a second viewing. Oh yeah, okay. And just just good. little th- oh second yeah. viewing revisit. I bet that. Um, much like us, uh, yeah. is another film that warrants a revisit. Yeah. When you know everything about it, you then go back in and you can see. <gasps> oh, they're <laughs> giving <laughs> stuff away from like minute one. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, there's there is a very subtle moment in like the 15 minute mark of Knives Out where one character meets another he looks down at something on that character looks back up it's a split second but having watched the film you go I know what that means I know what that means this is the thing because it's not highlighted at all it's just a sole performance choice but after the fact you go oh Okay. I guarantee that was in the script, though. <laughs> oh, it will have been. Because, oh, yeah, Ryan uh, Johnson is... People just, might yeah. not know about Ryan Johnson if they've only really familiar with him from Ross uh, Jedi. Jedi but go watch Brick, go watch Motherfucker does tight, mm. dense scripts that are very well-constructed, that absolutely have stuff in them, that, like deliberate foreshadowing. He doesn't pull anything out of his ass. He's very... JJ! <laughs> yeah. He's very... Um, meticulous. Exacting. Meticulous, yeah. yeah. And so... Knives Out is absolutely the kind of film that he excels with. It is very much a... It, it is to... It, it, it's a nice companion piece to Brick. Yeah. In the way yeah. that Brick is sort of a high school noir, and this is a modern-day preppy Agatha sort of Christie sort Christy, of, yeah. but not really. <clears throat> it, it's... Yeah, it's it's good. It's also amazing that it's it's a, entirely a sequel to that one bit in Suicide Squad where Joker's laying some <laughs> knives. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which incidentally is one of the cooler visuals of yeah that I mean film. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got some more right visuals in it I just wish they'd shut the fuck up um, <laughs> and not made it talking about cool visuals a, and amazing soundtrack. this would be a good segue let's Ooh, see where this goes this was good. something I was not expecting to love as much as I did I was dancing even, on ice I was not even expecting <laughs> to like it yeah. this year no. it's only just started Chris <laughs> oh, damn we're it. moving into the realm of TV and we're talking about HBO's Watchmen series which is Stunningly good. I've still not touched it. It's over in, now. But I thanks have. to you, I've listened to a lot of the soundtrack. The soundtrack is yeah. incredible. It's a Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross score. Um, ah, who have also scored other things, other films. They did, um, um, well, oh. Trent Reznor's most famous as being Nine Inch Nails. Nails. Yeah, but did, um, did, did, uh, oh. Social Network, the Fincher yeah, with the Dragon yeah, Tooth. It's the Fincher collaboration. They've done a couple of Fincher stuff, the Fincher things, um, and more besides. But yeah. Uh, how to do a sequel to a comic book 101. Because, um, as you may or may not know, DC Comics have also been publishing a comic sequel to Watchmen called uh, Doomsday Clock. It's pants. Yeah. The yeah. HBO <laughs> Damon Lindelof out written... over about eight yeah. years. The Damon Lindelof written 12 issues over two years. And technically, and technically it, all began, <laughs> it all began in Rebirth issue... 2016, it goes back to issue one. It was started, they started seeding it in 2016, and and then it's also in the button, sort of the Flash Batman crossover, which doesn't really go anywhere yeah, in terms of. But anyway, so stupid. We're not here to talk about Doomsday Clock. We're here to talk about Watchmen. <laughs> Regina King, fantastic. Gene Smart, fantastic. John Johnson, fantastic. Jeremy Looking, Irons, could the father not Jeremy marry Irons. his son? Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, yeah, Bumatine second. Second, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always think back to that. Fantastic. Could a father not marry his son? It's is gay a conspiracy? Jeremy, stop talking. Stop talking. Accept words for other people that have written One, for you. Well, and he's very good in camera. Doesn't say that that weird. But he, <laughs> uh, does he have a CGI dog? 
No. Worst show of the year. Worst show of the year. Um, there are plenty of other things in this for you to Is to there a squid monster? Is that, um, Did the squid monster happen in this universe? I will say this is a sequel explicitly to the comic a book. A sequel to the comic book. The squid monster happened. Not the film. So the elite, how much of a... Like, would oh, you be able yes. to... If someone, for example, has little to no interest in reading the book. Yeah. Uh, which instantly I don't have read it several times. Think yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Da, da, da. Would this could this still be a recommendation? Does it stand on its own, or is it required? As ah, Kanisha, come closer for a moment. Come. We summon thee. Summon oh, thee. I'm, I'm, sta- I'm stepping out from the yeah. from the ham- from your gourd. Speak to the microphone. <laughs> have you have you have you read Welcome the 1986? Alan Moore, Dave Gibbons miniseries, Watchmen. I have not. Did you enjoy HBO's 2019 miniseries? Why did I Watchmen? fucking enjoy it? <laughs> did you get it? Did you understand it? Yeah. Do you think that it would be confusing to people who don't know the original story? I think some bits could be confusing. I think some bits only made sense because I had you to go, yeah, that's why this is. But for the most part, I think. For what's the, the most part, what's the blue stuff, penis yeah. about? I think. Oh. I think a lot of my questions came from the fact that. The show isn't told in a direct fashion, and you've got a lot of converging storylines. Mm. And I wanted to know more information than what was available at the time of watching it because we were watching them as they aired. Yeah, but so I think had I held my horses, yeah, and just stuck with it, everything would have made sense on its own. But instead, I was just going, "And what's that, Matthew?" I know people were worried that? about Damon Lindelof from his past work that, I was, he, that yeah. he might not get, he might set up too much and not answer enough. <laughs> Oh yeah, not the case. In fact, yeah. hasn't he said it, he only had the one series? Yeah, this in this him. was intended yeah. to be a, as someone a, a who has been thing, fucked by his storytelling is. style before. Um, yes, hundred percent. The uh, Lindelofian I, blue ball syndrome. Yeah, I get I get the concerns, and the, the, it's one of those things. I don't want to overhype it because if you overhype something, then someone goes in with the expectation that it's going to just. I'm quite happy to overhype it. Oh, okay. you, you're just going to absolutely just jizz as soon as it comes on the screen, and it, it, it's not that. It's, nothing's ever going to be that good, but. I, the blue I, balls I, were on I, screen I would this say time, so. I enjoyed it very much. You enjoyed it very much. It I was something it very that we very much look forward to watching. And like I say, it's just try and set your own expectations. Obviously, if you go in thinking it's the best thing that you're ever going to see, it's going to let you down. But if you just go in with the reasonable expectation that it's going to be pretty good, you should be all right. It's it's quality TV. The less you know about it going in, I think the more fun you'll have. Definitely. Um, and what is... I enjoyed is that although it does answer all the important stuff, there are some very important questions left. Yes. I just said your name backwards and returned you to the fifth dimension. Thank you. But there are also there are hey. also questions that don't need answering necessarily for you to feel complete and and done. But it's yeah, it's 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 great, and it is yeah, it it's a very smart. It, it picks up from and develops on the stuff that's in the graphic novel. And the themes that are there in a very smart way. It basically goes, okay, so Watchmen happened in 1986. Now it's 2019. What will the world look like? It's also a very black show. Very black show. Mm. It is absolutely so In pat- tone or in terms of the... Uh, the, um, the well, g- both. The casting, but also cast- it's... And, and it, the characters. It, and and the specific event. Representation. Uh, it, it, so the... Slight spoiler for the first episode. The show opens with the Tulsa race riots from 1908? Early 1900s. Early 1900s. I'll, I'll, I'll quickly fact check. Basically, the KKK in Tulsa wiped out the black population. 
Oh, wow, okay. This is a real thing that actually happened in our world. Yes, but um, this, is, this would have been before, because it was like Dr. Manhattan and all that yes, kind of stuff, uh, which is where, where the timelines come properly 1921, split. yeah. Is that right? I thought, it was pre, I thought it was pre-First World War, my apologies. Um, but yes, it's... Oh, no, it can't be... Yeah, that makes sense why it's not, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, that is kicks off the show. You don't realise why until much later. Um, apart from the fact that, but the it is relevant. It isn't just a, like but here's is, something shocking. Look at this thing. To it kind is of... absolutely relevant, and racism and white supremacy is a huge part of the show, and the criticisms of that and how to deal with it are a huge part of the show in ways that I wasn't necessarily expecting from a white showrunner. And also because race relations isn't really a huge theme or uh, theme at all in the book. I don't it's think. sort of touched on here and there, but it's not. It's not, not, it's not, it's part not the main the focus, arc. really. Yeah. But they do a really good job contextualising it within the 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 world of Watchmen and what that means. That, it really does sound... I'm like, where's my list? It's getting added. <laughs> get it on, get it Watchmen on. Watchmen HBO. I think it's, all, it's only nine episodes as well. Because what ended up happening with me is just the timing of it. Um, I let my uh, now yeah. subscription lapse because yeah. I realised that it's... I am I am uh, the risk of dying by a thousand cuts with all of these oh, various man, yeah. and that was one that I would I was engaging with the least. Yes, and so I just let it go, and then Watchmen comes out. Like, well, I'll, I'll wait for it to to, to come out. Before elsewhere. your now TV lapsed, did you catch Chernobyl? I did catch Chernobyl. That is on my that list. Was, that is on my list. That was. Chernobyl's on your Probably list. It is Chernobyl's number one on my list. list. It is. Find if you the like best it, maybe just give it a little TV I think I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's just Honestly, stunning. It's, and particularly as a kind of catastrophic world events that yeah. we were all either infant children or not even alive. Because was it 88, 86? 86, I think. Something like that. So none of us were even born. No. But we've all had a kind of passing awareness of what it was. As oh, it's, it's like, become a pop culture thing. Like, yeah. everyone knows about Chernobyl. Oh, this is the like the Chernobyl had, yeah. of such and such. It's, it's to do with, you know, it's a big disaster that happened, blah, blah, blah. but then to the way in which that story is presented by a predominantly comedy writer, yeah, so, if memory uh, serves. Craig... Um, like, all about Steve and stuff like, like mm-hmm. films that are not good. The Hangovers, the Hangovers he did. Craig Mazin. Oh, is it the Hangover um, films? I knew it was a Bradley Yeah, so, like, Cooper, previous John. credits as a writer... Fucking <laughs> the 1997 Rocket Man, not the Taron Egerton one. Yeah, right. Um, Senseless 1998 comedy, Scary Movie three and four. Oh, yeah, superhero the ones movie. that aren't about scary things. Superhero anymore. movie. Yeah, the guy that did superhero movie. The Hangover Part two and three. Not even the first one. Identity Thief. The um. Oh, that Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Melissa thing. McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah, yeah. Bateman. Yeah. Uh, the Huntsman. Winter's War. The Huntsman sequel. Yeah, Not the, the first one, the sequel. But like, isn't this telling those? Like, yeah, like some of them, because I haven't seen all of them. But some of those you've just listed are genuinely terrible awful. films, like awful. Pardon me. Um, but, oh, he directed superhero movie as well. Wow. Oh jeez. And I think he was. Oh jeez. I think he was uh, an exec on Chernobyl, as well as being. He was uh, the showrunner and the writer. Right, showrunner. So it was his baby, essentially. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, oh, it's, it's so worth good. it's worth listening to Chernobyl the podcast as yes, well. The companion podcast is yeah. excellent, isn't it? <clears throat> it's like, superb, superb piece of work, and and it's it's he's in every episode of it, and you get to really yes. delve into why 
he was like, no, I have a tape mm. and I want to tell it. And, but also he does a really nice thing of, oh, this is what the reality of this situation was, but we fudged it or we added yeah. different characters. He doesn't shy away from the fact that we've made a TV show here. We haven't yeah. made a kind of a chunk of history. Because they've got most of the real people who were involved played by real people, but they've got some composite characters like the... Um, Emily, uh, Emily, Emily, Watson? Emily Watson character is sort of a, a composite of two or three different scientists mm. that mm. fulfilled that same role in real life and such. And it, so they've done, they've done the things they needed to do to get it to work as a narrative. Yeah, but so much of it was um, real. They didn't need to do a lot of it, and and and, and they've not. They've also not sensationalized it in in sort of ways that even some re- supposedly true accounts have. Since so mm. things like um so the the dudes that go I'm not going to spoil one in this because this is really really happened the dudes that go into the water underneath the planet yeah yeah in the, to, in the scuba yeah gear. To, to to turn off like the into, water. into like highly irradiated water they're putting goggles and masks on like yeah. is that is that is that am I thinking of the right scene yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they they survived yeah. And in most accounts and most dramatizations, that that makes out that they they died, but lived long because, and happy lives as well. Yeah, they, they, they were I think, relatively I think unaffected. Two of them are still alive. Yeah, even. Um, but yeah, the, the, but the them surviving doesn't make that sequence any less tense. Mm. Mm. It's it's, sort of, it's almost in complete darkness. It's hot. As well. there's, there, there's a there is a moment where it goes to complete darkness, and all you can hear. It's the ticking of the Geiger counter and the breathing of the people. It's, it's incredibly well done. It, mm. It's just incredible television. And, and speaking of sensationalising, though, the the makeup effects that are used oh. uh, to to yeah. kind of uh, show the yeah. effects of radiation on the uh, people that worked to try and combat this sort of glowing yeah. uranium with water, who were stood there in kind of yeah. vests and and and, try and jeans and stuff. To watch their kind of degradation through the makeup process is—it's honestly one of the most well, shocking that, things. Is that one moment? There's a couple of moments. The, the, one, there's a couple of moments that really strike me that that sort of emphasise that really well. One is the is when the guy is made to peer over the roof. Yeah, and he just he, peer, he he's normal and he peers over and he turns back and his face is just bright, bright red. red. Yeah, he's taken that much radiation in a couple of seconds. And the other one is when. The, the guy who was running the shift is he's, he's like trying to explain that there's nothing nothing wrong and then all of a sudden mid-sentence just vomits all over yeah. the table yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, it's just it, it, it's done without fanfare or like they just do it so casually yeah oh, it, so it, there's no like dun 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 dun, dun yeah. like music score or anything it just happens it's oh just, he's actually on the it's like no he's yeah, oh, and God. then people and the, the, just start dying uh, the Robert M's character who um, he's one of the kind of technicians in yeah. the first scene yeah and when you see him you don't see him for a little while and then when you you next see him he's in a hospital bed yeah and the curtains kind of pulled back and Emily Watson kind of interviews him and he's sort of Skeletal, yeah. Like mm. it looks Un- like the flesh is falling off his unrecognizable. bones. Unrecognizable, unrecognizable. Which it probably was. Like, yeah, radiation but- is nasty shit, and this this hammers that home. Mm. And it, it's so good that I, you know, as someone that has a kind of interest in this kind of thing, that I'm not going. Oh god, that look that must have taken ages to put on. Like what those those that, no. that like, it's like. Oh no, that man looks like. Not only has he been burnt to a crisp, but that also that the cells. 
inside his body are just ripping apart and rending themselves in two. Horrifying. It, it looks like he's in such a huge amount of pain. that it, <sighs> But at the same time, it doesn't feel gratuitous. It feels like, no, no, this is showing what, you know, this kind of uh, exposure can have to a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and again, it doesn't really touch on it, but it, it happens and they sort of, it's just accepted as part of the thing, all the people on the bridge... Yeah. Who then, you know, oh, look at this pretty thing that's happening. Yeah, who are looking at the glow in the distance and like, oh, like as if you'd look at the Northern Lights or something. Like arms around each other, kind of. All dead. Yeah. Yeah. All dead. And, and, and there's something, it's, particularly in those first couple of episodes, the sort of, it's just that constant throb Mm. of the, of the reactor just out in the, just exposed and that, that, that blue shaft it's got blue light in the sky. Mm. It has got blue light in the sky. But but no sky ghost. An actual, you know, thing that happened in real life. It's, it's yeah. what happens when ionizing radiation hits the atmosphere. It's blue light in the sky. It's an amazing kind of it's slight insight into ominous. the kind of um, just stonewalling of, the, of, oh, of yeah. the bureaucracy of the Soviet Union as well. Of just how... Which, to a degree, is still present in you in Western friend. bureaucracies, let alone let alone the Soviets. Uh, yeah, but but um, it, 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 you know the the, the 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 lies we tell speech, they yeah. take a deficit from the truth, or so. So they, uh, they yeah. whatever that you know the speech that Jared Harris gives towards the end oh, the is one of the five. most yeah is yeah. one of the most extraordinarily well written monologues. I think that I've seen in a long time, particularly on television. And then you get fucking Jared Harris to come and deliver it. Yeah, mm. and it just elevates it another level. Yeah. That that's another thing. The casting is fantastic. You got um Stellan Skarsgård, oh. Jared Harris, Emily Watson, um uh you, the, 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 and the supporting cast from top to bottom. Despite the fact that I, I thought I would have a problem with the kind of Valkyrie style everyone has their own just uses their own yeah, natural yeah. accent. I thought that might be quite distracting and quite uh, annoying. Yeah, but it, not 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 in the slightest. It, 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 where it, 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 it feels like almost like a, a choice that would be distracting, but they chose to do it so it would not distract. But it's from like what we're talking story. about with you because obviously a very distinct actor like Con O'Neill's got a very distinct. Uh, yes, yeah, so you do the kind of the from the he's in uh, not last time mm-hmm. in Halifax. He's in the other thing that uh, Sarah Lancashire. Oh, it'll right. come to me. And my, my my fondest thing for him is Uncle. Love well, uncle's the thing I always think of when yeah. I think of him. Um, oh, and cucumber as well. I think cucumber. Um, but yeah, very distinct. So like soft, almost whispery Mancunian accent. Yeah. And you think this sort of stuff is going to be distracting, but it, it ultimately isn't just because because the you tone see is so well. The guy that he's playing, it's like, oh no, this is the, the, no one yeah. else could have played this. Like yeah. he's yeah. the spitting image of the man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's insane. It's crazy. But it's like we were saying with with you, McGregor. It, <laughs> when it's something is so compelling and just good for lack of a better adjective or, or a mm. deeper sort of critique, it you don't care about the technical mm. aspects. They don't matter. Yeah. Um, well, and also because the, the world in which they're being put into is, is so uh, well researched and yeah. so detailed and so... Uh, uh, which which is kind of detailed in the companion podcast. Mm. It, it Almost sort of button for button on these uh, it's there. consoles. It's, it's there. there. And so you drop... Uh, you know, actors from across Europe, and I think uh, you know, uh, maybe even American in there, all speaking English, all with their own nat- natural accent. It's like it doesn't matter because no. every other detail is is is, is slavishly uh, perfect as it could be. Yeah, you they they get you to 
suspend your disbelief enough that they can get away with way more than you might think possible. That's how mm. that's how good drama works. I think a lot of time good filmmaking works. The artifice of that. It's why cats is shit. <laughs> <laughs> but go on, Chris, talk about some TV to lighten the mood. Ever so slightly, I'm just going to touch on a couple of the more comedic yeah. highlights. I've got a couple of comedic ones as well. well um, at least one anyway. If you're a TV geek or you are very critical over light, fluffy entertainment, this time with Alan Partridge was a really fun way to kick mm-hmm. off the year, comedy-wise. Because, holy shit, there's some very accurate kind of um, piss-taking going on in that. Um, I'm not a fan of shows like The One Show and This Morning. Like, I get it. It's not for me. They I have the place. The One Show. <laughs> so to watch them kind of dissected in this way by one of the companies that produces a lot of shows like this was very kind of entertaining. Um, Steve Coogan's still a knob, but this character is always, always very well written. Um, and I was just delighted that it happened the way it did. I don't want it to have a second series because it ends so perfectly. And I like the idea that in this ongoing fictional career for this character, this is one thing that happened. Yeah. Oh, we'll oh I see on. what you mean. I was going to say, because there's definitely going to be more Alan Partridge. Well, oh, well he's got, he's got, he's got another Sky thing on the way already. Yeah. I mean, it's um, only been 30 years of the man. The BBC have confirmed they're doing another Alan Partridge thing now because of the success of this time. And you just know they'd be like, let's do this time series too, which is not the right thing to do. No. It is not the right thing to do after, uh, with this fictional person's career because mm. he gets fired quite rightly so at the end of it and it, it wouldn't make sense to put him back in it. So, um, I mean, at this rate, I'd probably have a cabinet it. position in a, in yeah, a, in a couple of series. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm highlight of the series being the bit where his lookalike performs some very pro um, IRA songs. <laughs> and it's like... I can't quite believe it was the out of body experience. I can't quite believe this is being shown on BBC One at nine thirty on a weeknight. Brilliant! This is so bizarre. Brilliant! Um, another BBC highlight this year: Ghosts from the yeah, Horrible, this is Horrible team. History Team. Really yeah. fun because it's just oh, odd. That, yeah, that one passed me by completely. It's wonderful. Oh, perfect time to get into it. They are they are in pre production on series two right now. Rehearsals have already Ooh. started. Um, it is the right amount of silliness that we kind of need right now in the mm-hmm. world where you just sort of want what well, you just want to watch something that's going to make you chuckle from how stupid it is mm-hmm. it's great but easy concept couple inherit a house they didn't realize that they were uh, in the will for uh that house has several ghosts of different generations in it who don't really want anyone to touch it or move it around or be there uh the ghosts are played by the central cast of the successful run of the original five series of horrible histories they also write the show Huh. It's on after nine PM, so every now and again, these people who are used to being in family-friendly comedy are saying words like "bugger" and "shit." Ah, uh, so it's not a CBBC kind it's of not just yeah, yeah, no. because horrible but, histories but it, was, wasn't it? It was, but yes. it's very much in that same kind of sensibility. Like the tone is very uh, much in that same okay. thing, but it's uh, it's it's not like full of effing and jeffing. But it does every now and again, like a character will say, "Oh, you bastard," and I'll be like. Oh, oh, no, wait, no, they can. So if you enjoyed Horrible Histories, the OG run, or, or Yonderland, I highly recommend Ghost. If you just want to laugh, and uh, to laugh at mortality and how death can be hilarious, then oh, watch I, Ghost. Oh, yes, I, well, I have, I have a good companion piece to death and mortality. But By any chance, is it what we do in the shadows? It actually isn't, but that, no, but, ah, that, yes, but yes, it should be. Well, that is also on the list, BBC <laughs> Acquisition this year. 
FX um, in the States. FX yeah, in the States. Its second series is shooting now. Oh, it's so um, good. Very good. It's not a replacement for the film. In fact, halfway through, it blatantly states yeah, that the film it's, also it's, happened. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, essentially a sequel. This is a sequel. Film, yeah. We're just filming a bunch a, of guys in the States. A group of uh, vampires in New York. Kevin Novak. Oh, Kevin um, Novak. Matt Berry and Natasha uh, Dimitriou. Yeah, I hadn't seen in anything before this. Yeah, she, she's uh, she's a real sort of revelation for me yeah. as well. She's, she's incredibly good. I think uh, the thing she's been quite a few things this year. This is my favorite thing she's been in in terms of showcasing. Uh, yeah, I think her, so. I think and and the Matt Berry she did on BBC Three was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't, wasn't brilliant. consistently brilliant. Yeah. Uh, um, even though BBC Three are doing their usual thing of recycling the same eight clips every yeah. two days on the social media and going, here's a clip from the Mighty Boosh. It's like, how about you fund some new comedy guys? <laughs> Um, well, the BBC Three famously has no money. So. No, yeah, well, yeah. Well. Um, but That's what we do in the shadows is wonderful. Kevin Novak, especially, like, is good god the stuff he does. But also, just, just the, you can just call up any scene from it and just giggle, which is it's so funny. Just, good. just the love, just the loving um, care, like the film toward vampire fiction and the fact they yeah. go all out on it with the makeup and all these things mm. they don't hold back and again just little guest turns and pop up from character actors like Anthony Atamanik because like the obnoxious neighbour yeah. which is always yeah. nice because it's like after the president show got cancelled I'm like I want him to be in more things he's really good um, and then obviously I mean was it episode 8 the trial which yeah. is just a freaking production line of guest yeah, stars yeah. appearing in that one <laughs> if anyone who's right down to Wesley Snipes skyping in, in. media <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect Evan Rachel Woods pop up in that, but I'm glad that she did because she's fucking great at it. It's just um, and yeah, um, Beanie Feldstein <laughs> as well, and might be MVP in the series. Yes, she's yes. fantastic yeah. in it. She's, um, in, she's yeah, she's she's got some good stuff coming down. The, I think she, ahead of her, I think she's, she's um, done real well. My other comedy highlight, although only half, because technically we've only had half of it, is Rick and Morty series four. Yes, I've been pleasantly surprised by how yeah, it's turned out. I haven't seen out. any of it yet. I haven't seen any of that. So, just five really episodes. It's, it's all really on more four. More four's player is awful. So good luck with that. Yeah, that's that's um, my issue with these things. It's like uh, the <laughs> ITV and, and Channel Four and Channel Five as well, actually. Their their players aren't players refined. are not well made. Once the ads finish, you know you have no. Yes, yeah. And ads once, always play flawlessly. And once yeah. the ads are finished, you don't know whether or not you're going to have a glitch where it's not playing full screen anymore, or yeah. it's yeah. really bloody weird. But um, well worth giving it a push. These five episodes fight against the technology. Really yeah. do suggest that like they have been given that room to just no 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 you guys can. Do your thing I now. think I particularly enjoyed the first episode and the way it just gave a middle finger to all the toxic fandom that's popped up mm. over the last couple of years. Mm. It was very. There's a mission very, statement very close like, the top that like, oh, if you, you you with the Szechuan sauce lot, uh, yeah, fuck you. Fuck we you. don't want you watching anymore. Go away. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. it's really like it's really clear so, out from the top. Yeah, the was, was that was that was that how they describe themselves? Like these kind of. I don't know all the new fans. We're the sauce guys. Oh, God. It's... That's where it kind of first manifested that sort of toxic fandom around Rick and Morty. Yeah. I think. And, um... Um, and also, you can find that you can tell there's a more com- comfort as a department now that this is their job, like full time, and it's not something where they're having to fight network influence. And... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, re- I rewatched Morty's Mind Blowers last night, and I forgot the last line of that is Summer saying to them as they argue with each other on the couch. She says, if you two stopped arguing, uh, you'd actually get shit done. And it's a line where you're like, where did that come from? And they're like, oh shit, it's 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 Justin and... <laughs> it's Justin Roiland and, and, and Dan Harmon. <laughs> in the show, just making it clear that the reason this takes time is because we don't get on when we're on a deadline. 
Yeah. And whereas now it's like they've got to produce some content each year, and the way around that that they seem to have found is right. Well, there's your first five. Yeah. And the next five will be out in spring 2020. I don't mind if they just stopped doing seasons at this point and just released bunches of episodes. Just when they're, when they're done. Like, here's like, some. Here's, here's <laughs> yeah, a couple every six months or whatever. Just when we finish this one, out it goes. You I think, son of a bitch! I think, I'm in! I think, oh, jeez. <laughs> I think the mission statement of the series is, is aptly summed up by the quote, your booze mean nothing to me, I've seen what makes you cheer. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Uh, Final note for that one. Snake jazz. Snake jazz. Um, (laughs) Any more TV shows? Uh, Oh, no, I've got one. I know what you're telling. Well, well, just to kind of connect with the kind of hilarity of death from uh, uh, what (laughs) we do in the shadows, uh, The Good Place has continued to be one of my favourite series kind of going. I've I've watched most of it thanks to my uh, wonderful partner. Uh, being a fan, I it's, it's I cannot. Good. It's very good. It, it it's utterly nonsensical. It's ridiculous, but it's so earnest, and also yeah. is in the same way that say something like Futurama came at a comedy with a kind of maths and science yeah. uh, background, and they'd throw in jokes that would only be for people that had an interest in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. In a similar way that it does, uh, the good place has with. Uh, philosophy, yes, and, uh, and 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 philosophers, and it will be taking jabs and making references all the time, whilst remaining one of the smartest, dumbest shows <laughs> that is kind of actively out there. Instantly, it also has a very uh, funny uh, companion podcast. Yeah. Uh, which it'll have uh, sort of Megan Amram, who's one of the lead writers. It'll have. Uh, She's great. Uh, the, the, the cast, I've, yeah. I've been familiar with her social media, yeah, yes, as like longer I, than I have her work, just because I'm like, you are very yeah, funny. She, um, yeah, she's kind of been a long-standing kind of uh, internet personality prior to <laughs> kind of, uh, getting the foot in the door into Hollywood, and it's it, it seems like it's a writer's room of inventive, again, very smart but dumb people. Yeah, like yeah. who kind of will go with that, go for a heady, headiest joke imaginable but then also throw in something you know about testicles like, in the same way <laughs> fat jokes are funny we're still smart people yeah yeah um, so that that I will I will yeah. add just to kind of uh, just uh, before uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, What's yours, could, could Ted Danson still get it he's yes yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not to sour the mood but years and years yeah also on my list that which is... not seen it oh add it to your list man add it to your list Years it's... and years is. Uh, I think you, I think the easiest. Way, I think the way you're gonna have to watch it now might be renting it because yeah. I think it's off iPlayer now. But it's um, a, a series by Russell T Davies that will date, but the point of it never quite will. I think the core messages of it, stuff about families, stuff about how we as mm. people change with the technology around us and what it gives and what it takes away, and also the political element and angle of it. That stuff will never age. The, even the um, point of it though was the. Had to, they had, they went in such quick turnaround mm. to make it as relevant to today yeah. as yeah. possible. And I, I, I've heard him interview, I think it might have been his Desert Island Discs, um, where he talked about the difficulty in that, mm. in kind of con- con- updating it bit by bit by bit by bit by bit. And then as soon as the green light was given to get that turnaround get going and get yeah. the film, uh, get the filming finished mm. as quickly as possible in order to make it as. Uh, contemporary as possible. Yeah. So you're right, it will age probably quite quickly in terms of its visuals and its kind of uh, the the kind of 
technology, I suppose, yeah. that, that's available to them. But I um, think it's going to be one of those... It'll probably... The themes will probably stay strong. Oh, mm. God, yeah. Um, I mean, themes of identity, the stuff with... The stuff with the the immigration side of the story, the 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 idea of like being transhuman and like finding yourself, um, and, and the political stuff is the thing that I think is most frightening. That's the stuff because the really technological stuff is up. sometimes sometimes upsetting, but most of the time has an angle or at least a pl- uh, comes from a position of hope. Yeah, and it's how people use it that is upsetting. And it's the sort of interplay between relationships and the breakdown of mm. relationships and, and things like that that is, is a staple of his drama and how well cast and written they always tend to be. Uh, this was a Red Productions um, one, I think. So it's it's I think it's his first one, uh, first major one with them, I think. And they might have worked on uh, a very British scandal, though. Um, yes, also, I mean, that's... Yeah. A- because I know I, th- I think I think isn't I think the, I think boys is a red a joint red and bad wolf but I'm not sure, um, but it but it's uh, it's it's just so well done and it, it it's very much like torch with children of earth the best way to watch it is over five nights if you can just like take yeah. it night by night let each one soak in a bit before you go on to the next one um, sounds good astounding cast and a bunch of usual Russell tropes you've got Smiths you've got Joneses. <laughs> Uh, character names from his early stuff get reused because he likes to reuse character names for characters of in the So the journalist who interviews Lucy Saxon in um, uh, Last of the Time, uh, Sound of Drums, yep. is called Vivian Rook. That name gets repurposed uh, okay. here yeah, for yeah. Emma Thompson's character. Yeah, so he's the yeah. kind of sort of kind of Nigel Farage. Type. Nigel Farage meets Katie Hopkins. Oh wow! Yeah, it's, who, yeah. Who via the yeah. cult of personality ends mm. up kind of working her way into the highest. Wait, and then, mm. in terms of keep, keep, keeping this contemporary, it's like that's ex- that's exactly. what is happening mm. right that now. Is what, yeah, all over the place. Um, she is populism manifest. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really good, and I I ended it absolutely delighted. I'd watched it, but really fucking depressed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of the it's one of the highest uh, thing uh, sort of recommendations I can give this year. Whilst also having absolutely no intention of ever watching it again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like I thought it was genuinely yeah. fantastic, but it really does throw your heart across the room. You can it do a bit that though. My, yeah. one, my, my, one of my first, <coughs> my first, because I'd, I'd watched a bit of Queer as Folk when that first came on, but my first like sort of real brush with Russell T. Davis with the second coming. Oh, God, love so good. Which again has and a very sort of like, oh God, that ending. fucking yeah, yeah, that tears your fucking heart out mm. towards the end. So yeah, he's he's good at that. He's all yeah. Um, I've just remembered that uh, queer as folk. One character's story gets sequelized and concluded in a brief scene in Cucumber. I've just <laughs> randomly remembered that. You get, oh, an, you get an implication that somebody somebody drowned himself in Canal Street. No. And because and one of the characters essentially speaks to their ghost in Cucumber, but it's not obvious unless you kind of know the events of oh, Chris Folk. Yeah. God, he's good. Um, oh, so years and years. Any more Taylor recommendations? I, I, have, I, have a, I have a few yeah. more I can just quickly... Like, I'll just, yeah, I've got uh, them to rattle off. I'll well. rattle off them. Um, oh, I'll start off with the ones that I don't think you've got. So I'll start with Barry. Yes, mm. I, do, I do like Barry. I can't watch it. Yeah, which I, is I, need to, I need to continue. I've, I've got extraordinarily good. Can't, it's just too much. It's uh, I, yeah. I, 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 but Kenisha was watching it, and 
I was enjoying it, but then I just had to go upstairs and have a little sit down because I was like, I can't. This is too real. It's very, it's real. very well observed. If someone did a supercut of just Henry Winkler's face for you, would you think I you'd just, watch that? I can't. I can't. <laughs> I, I really want to go back to it because it's so good and Bill Hader's so good. All right. If it, I just printed it, out a picture of Henry Winkler's face and gave it to you, would you look at that? I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's yeah. I, I could go into that, but no, I, I don't know to upset me. Oh, please, um, don't worry about me. Uh, well, the first season, which... Uh, Matt used to be an assassin. Is, yeah. Um, yeah, assassin turned uh, acting student, basically. Yeah, it's um, hilarious. It, it's a hilarious kind of concept, but again, the more you get invested with these people over time, with the kind of sort of inherent jollity mm. of it all... The more liable you are to get your heart kicked in the dick. Well, Bill, Ray, Bill, yeah. Bill Hader's he co-writer as well, isn't he? And he's one yes. of the showrunners, and he, he suffers with a chronic anxiety and depression, yes. and brings that to the table mm. for this. But, uh, also, yeah. the second so inclusion melancholy. of the quite frankly just perfect Darcy Carden, <gasps> who is also in the Good Place, also yes. plays Jane in the Good Place, yes, 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 but yes, she, yes, she yes. props up in a kind of supporting role in Barry as well, <laughs> and she's had a kind of sort of sort of coming home party of the lap. Come, coming out, coming home, whatever the thing is, uh, the phrase I'm is. coming. She's Home-coming. on the radar now. <laughs> She's on the radar now, but yeah. that's a few years. <laughs> and she, I, I never want her ever to go away. Um, sex Education, did you? Did I've you, not seen Sex Education. I've that is very things. good. Also, another Netflix uh, thing. Kind of a weird kind of amalgam of sort of British awkwardness and American um, kind of visuals in terms of the kind of high school setting. Yeah. Really weird, heightened kind of... Because that's getting its second season soon as well, Yes, it? that comes out very soon. That's getting advertised at the minute. Um, with a, a um, yeah, phenomenal cast. Uh, forgotten the guy's name. Oh, Jimmy Flip. Yeah, he did end his game. That that that, that we lad. Oh, I say um, we. He's like twenty five now, I think. Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield is the is uh, the lead. Oh, the 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 the, the one sand not quite there. Future Spider Man. Yeah, he was. He was almost. Oh yeah, he could have made a very, a very very different but a very good yeah. Spider Man, I think. Um, but he, the the amount of uh. He, he can sort of twist your insides into a knot with how awkward he can be, and because the show is sort of so much about sex. Yeah, I have a feeling um, that very difficult. Hannah Rose Woods, I think. No, no, that's not her name. Hannah Rose Woods is not her name. Um, there is a Hannah Rose Wood in it, isn't there? She's the. Is that, is that is that her name? I think it might be just dot blonde, kind of dorky. Um, yeah, Matt, if you wouldn't mind. Was Amy Rose? Amy, that name? Amy Lou Wood. Amy Lou Wood. Amy Lou Wood. That's it. Thank you. The name rang a bell, but I was like, um, I don't. She yeah. she is a, for all intents and purposes, a kind of supporting role in this. But she is just phenomenally good, and I'm looking forward to kind of seeing more of of her in the future. Um, I think that might cover I, all the I, things that you have not yeah. seen. I was going to say, I can't quite believe I missed that one off my list. Dark yeah. Crystal Age of did Resistance. You, yeah, yeah, which I've still not watched yet. I can't believe I missed it. Did you not see it? I loved it. I binged it like crazy over about a week. I, I, thought I, it was... I fell in love with it. And how um, it's so well put together. Mm. And it like all... No, no I was going to tell either. It's not all practical by any stretch. But it is... Well, for the most part, yeah, for the, the most the, part, yeah. it is, and the only time that the, the CGI is CGI so is. well implemented that it doesn't yeah. quite distract. Uh, I spent an afternoon hanging out with me and my friend, hanging out with Mother Augra and, and ah, fantastic! And seeing the puppets at uh, an exhibit at the BFI that was on just before it launched. Oh, that's very so, cool! So we went and had a little faff around. Mm. And, mm, mm. Right, Simon Pegg is um, isn't it? It's, it's Frank Oz, basically. Yeah, so it was the uh, Chamberlain. I think it's the Chamberlain. Like. 
terrifying because if it's, if it's mm, yeah, yeah. 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 fingers cannot quite tell it's him. No, you like, really the can't. performance is so think, good. Uh, hello to Jason Isaacs. Yeah, Jason uh, Isaacs is great. Is the Emperor? Uh, Always happy to see Jason. Oh, uh, there he is. Google Bafa Raw. I think I don't know how you pronounce her name. Google Bafa Raw. She was in Cloverfield Paradox and Belle. She was in as well. I think that's how you pronounce her name. Got the Emperor set up on his throne at the exhibit as well. Oh, it's very good. Um, you've got Natalie Dormer's in there. You've yeah, got Helena Carter, um, Taron Egerton. Who's a bit so-so? Top shelf on the scene. I, I don't. Yes, I don't. I don't think Taron Egerton is quite. Um, uh, he's a bit Matt Smith as far as voice acting. Goes. Yeah, like it's it's not the medium for him. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in a year when you get uh, Rocket Man, there's no yeah. no question. No, no. That he's one of the finest not actors that we've got. Um, Benedict but, Wong. Oh my Benedict was yeah. great. Salford lad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Local boy. Yeah. Great greatest uh, greatest Yoko Ono ever depicted on film. <laughs> he's so, seriously, he's brilliant. Have you, have you not have you not caught the Peter, the Peter Serafinowicz show? Because Peter, oh, Peter can obviously no. nail all four Beatles. So there's loads of sketches based around Beatles. And in at least two instances, it's John with Yoko, and Yoko's just burning it one in a wig. And he only talks in one it's of really them. Good. He only talks in one of them, but he doesn't attempt an impression, which is a genius choice. <laughs> he just tells you've got because you've got you've got obviously Peter Serafin, which they're doing a pitch perfect John Lennon, and then just Joker just turns to him, it's like, oh, go on, John, give us a and just like brilliant. Um, Benedict Wong, the master of street countdown. Um, yeah, um, yeah no, uh, but no, it's almost top to bottom, basically, with just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. I've, 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 actually, Bill Hader is it, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's uh, the, Andy Samberg's he's, in yeah, it. Bill Hader's the uh, the the the, 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 the skeptic. Oh, he's the mystic at the top of the thing, oh, and Andy Samberg's the exile yeah, yeah. yeah, they're very good. It's. I'm a little biased because a bunch of friends worked on it. <laughs> but a, a bunch of my friends didn't. And I had absolutely no interest in Dark Crystal until I heard that the series was coming out. And I thought, because I'd never seen it when I was little, I thought, no, oh, you know. And Got so I watched, watched, the, watched the film, thought, how, how on earth, how on earth do you um, expand on show, this? Yeah. Like, but it does it incredibly well yeah. by going back a thousand trines Trine. and, uh, and mm. telling the story of the, the first realisation of the crystal's abuse it. oh so it's disgusting Mark Hamill it's disgusting drain your ass your ass yes um, yeah oh it's horrible it's, this, it's, this show is my, my, wife, my wife couldn't finish it my wife couldn't finish it she got six episodes in and she went please tell Warwick and Cole that I love them I think their work's amazing I'm not watching any more of this it it's is, grossing me it's out it's properly and gross. I was like fair enough and then yeah, I downloaded the rest of it to my tablet and was just watching it that's on the why bus. I love practical <laughs> stuff because yeah. it's all gross it's pretty yeah. you can it's slimy it's snotty when it's the emperor flemmy. first takes off his nose guard yeah. and just like, you will never Ugh. be Oh, don't CGI watch it. I will never be as gross as practical stuff. Oh no. God, no! Uh, um, so Matt, don't watch it. It's on my list. Um, <laughs> um, do I have any <laughs> couple of other TV things? Uh, the yes. Witcher does that count as 2019? I've only watched the, the Witcher episode. I think that I, might I, have just come out on the second of this year. Oh, did I miss like, that? Okay, I missed the yeah. vote. No, so the Witcher we'll talk about later. No, right? I watched the first episode. December. Oh, it's December. Ah, if you want to, if you want to cock teasers on the Witcher, if you want to let your cock gently bob at the top of a wooden. This is going to be a three-hour podcast, so don't worry. The 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 Witcher is. Very good. It yeah. is very good. I, I really like the first episode. I've just not got around to watch it. Is it? I've not dived in yet. Uh, but I've heard. Is it very episodic? Yes, and yeah, also it, you. It would be very, very helpful if you did. It's not a requirement by any stretch. If you had a kind of basic level of awareness of who people are, of vaguely where stuff is. Yeah. Because um, 
it all kind of uh, congregates at the end. But what you're dealing with are three separate story strands, which do mm. cross over as the series goes on. Yeah. But also, these are all happening at different yes. times. Right. They're not happening okay. at the same time at all. There are huge time jumps in some cases. Yeah. And because, I think, <coughs> because of magic, <laughs> characters yeah. don't age all that much. No. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the, fan, the fantasy rules of, yeah. Yeah. oh, look at this handsome man. He's 102. But yeah, so in terms of actually <laughs> indicating where people are in the timeline, you uh, actually don't know. No. Um, until you do. So yeah. that that might prove helpful I've if you have that kind of idea that... You know, witches' hearts beat slower than men's, and they age slower. And which, and if you're a magicy person, you won't age all that much either. Whereas if you're not, yeah. you will. So there are people who will age, but not the main That's kind characters. Of, Can all, I have them in the background know, while I'm playing Gwent? I would suggest not. <laughs> no, all I kind of know about good. the Witcher is that there's Geralt and Yennefer and Ciri, and that's they, all I know. Yeah, no, they are the main three. Yeah. I once shot down a Griffin. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so you have not played the games. I've not played the games. Okay, it's not a requirement. It's I not. In fact, well, because the show, the show casually distances itself yeah. from the games. Weirdly, the show is mostly because in... Netflix wants to go. Hey, you know that book series, the fantasy well, the thing, games with the adaptation of the books. Yes, whereas and the this series is... is based on the books. Mm, yes. Oh yeah, but but it, it seems to be that thing of even in the press, they, there's no mention in a lot of the articles and essays mm. and whatnot yeah, of the games, almost as though they're trying to say. Hey, you all well, like I wonder that who has the rights. Series it might be because there might be a rights yeah, thing, right like in terms Maybe. of like, we, uh, can we invoke. Although that being said, Henry Cavill is very much channeling the video game. He version, is like he's he? doing he's doing the voice basically. I like liked Henry Cavill in it as well. It's like it's, it's mm. nice to see Henry Cavill. British, British American accent. Oh yeah, uh, I like Henry uh, Cavill. Okay. Remember liking Henry yeah. Cavill? Like, but the thing is, like Scarlett Johansson, if he stops opening his mouth in interviews, I'll like him more. I and but I feel like because his level of earnestness, particularly the interviews around this, has been so he's been so wearing his kind of uh, of adoration for the series on his sleeve. So, but it's like, oh, this is actually. This is actually quite nice. He's like, enjoying himself in something. He's having a nice time it's doing like a thing. It's like Frostbender with Assassin's Creed, but with a better end product. Yeah, that was not great, was it? Mm. No, but this is... Um, it kind of... And also benefits from the whole kind of Witcher uh, uh, <coughs> job description, yeah. basically. Mm. That you can kind yeah. of have kind of Monster of the Week stylings, mm. but whilst also having yeah. a actually quite complicated meta-narrative. Yes. Um... So the, and also uh, Anya Shalotra, who plays Yennefer, is phenomenal. Yennefer's good. not in the first episode, is she? She's no, she comes later. Yeah. Her, so I thought I, I thought I might have seen her and not known it's supposed to be her. No, arguably is the most kind of striking of the lot. Yeah. Um, and I, I've I've actually, I've known Anya for a, for a few years, and she's oh, okay. always been excellent. Yeah. Um, but oh, in this, nice in this, I hadn't seen much of this prior to actually sitting down and watching it and yeah she's fantastic and again very very high quality um supporting cast as well um and do i have any more i have one more and that would be uh fleabag yes fleabag s2 fleabag s2 hot pre-stick boogaloo yeah (laughs) um i love you It'll pass. Hey! <laughs> broke my fucking heart. Yeah, I've not watched the second season. I've watched the first and I've watched the second. Neil. It's very good. Um. <laughs> I did I did very much like what I watched, but... Neiling yeah. will never be the same. Yes. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to quickly breeze past. Uh, Please his, do bring these up because his as far as materials. fantasy things go, they need a bit. Uh, yeah, of, uh, barely go. I've only fucking, watched episode one. So I've far. seen people not liking it, and I don't understand why at all. Daphne Keane is a fucking star. She's incredible in this. She's she's what 14, 13, 14, and she's holding a HBO BBC co-production genre series on her shoulders. Yeah, that's she's brilliant. Um, that's a damn good sign. Again, amazing supporting cast. Ruth Wilson, particularly. Ruth Wilson's always good. Though, um, yeah. I like the fact just... she's sort of embraced that she can play villains well and oh. is just sort of playing more villains. Mm. Oh, she's terrifying in this. You know, you guys have seen the Golden Compass, right? The two thousand. I have. I, I. And you remember <laughs> it's kind of bobbins. It's terrible. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, and, I and read Nicole Kidman's it. kind I of didn't like. See it. It was, like, it was a real victim of that kind of post Lord of the Rings Harry Potter yeah. uh, push. To Let's every, do it let's all. Adapt everything. Spider Way, Lemony Snicket. I've said this before. Uh, it was Percy explicitly Jackson. advertised the, the, as a the, successor the, the to Lord of the Rings. It's flicked into the air and it's turns spinning into around the and turns into the, the yeah. compass. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Do you remember this? <gasps> yeah. Oh, that was in the trailers. Think, you know, I think that was the thing that made me not watch it when it came out because I just remember not thinking, even at the age of like 14. That's a bit it's not very shitty. good. Even if Ian McKellen's giant bear does he, tear off someone's jaw, and he was um, he came in as a replacement. There was a guy who was um, oh shit, what's his name? There was a, 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 it was a young black actor. I can't remember his name now. He was supposed to be voicing Yorick in the film. He was supposed he was to be voicing the bear. Yeah, and yeah. he got he ripped out at the last minute, and then Oof. and McKellen got stuck in there. Oof. I can't remember. Oh, I wish I if I could remember names, I'd be able to tell the story. I, 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 I said I, I, I just happened to say I didn't want to twink that week. I preferred I a bear. <laughs> Next thing I know, my agent um, put me in the boat. <laughs> That's not what I meant. It, it's, it's good because it doesn't. This <laughs> this version, the good version. This ver- this the, new version yeah, doesn't yeah. evoke any of the 2007 version. Not does, e- not even aesthetically. Does Lin Manuel Miranda still have his weird beard? Yeah. I.e., is that is it there? Is Lim- that just some soot on his face? Lim Manuel Miranda has a weird beard. <laughs> he just looks and so he's great. soft all the time. Yes, he's great. So as always, he's then. really as good. As always, weird beard. Um, great. McAvoy, James McAvoy, not in it much, but that's the nature of his role. Um, and yeah, great when he turns up. Um, loads of loads of like, like, it's it's just like an endless roll call it's, of great British actors. It's a BBC HBO co-production, yeah. isn't it? So the so the CGI and stuff is looking good. Yes, okay. and if you, I mean. Yorick Bernison is a major character for like half the series and he's a giant bear. Yeah. Oh, and they don't yeah. shy away from showing the giant bear. Okay. And also the, everyone has demons. <clears throat> yes, so, which, which in uh, yeah. Lyra's case is con- in the one episode I've seen so far is constantly changing. Yeah. Because like, it, ch- children's demons change until they hit puberty. The, the, uh, the, uh, yes, okay. So oh. I'll, I'll, I'll continue to also, watch that. I haven't finished. I've uh, barely started it. For those who've read the book, it might be a bit confusing because what they've done in a really smart adaptational thing is they've added new material that isn't in the books, but it's explained as or implied to have happened because of later books. So basically, ah. they've taken the plot threads that get introduced in later books and, and seeded them extrapolated backwards. And seeded that stuff earlier. Ah, uh, that is very clever. So they don't have like, to like the Lemony Snicket adaptations out of nowhere. Like seeding yeah. the VFD stuff yeah. early on. Yeah, yeah. So they're the planning. Yeah, yeah. that, that's that's smart planning and kind of shows a level of forward thinking yes. that again in, inspires that level of trust as a viewer. Yeah. That's we're going to be taken care of and we're not going to have just stuff flung at us yeah. at a they, later they, they date. They've taken pains to... to make sure stuff that is going to come into play later and is important has been introduced properly from the start. That's and not very good. Gonna, 
Because the book kind of... I won't have read the first book, but I know that there's like half of this series where I'm like, I don't remember that. And that's because, they, like I say, what they've done is they've worked that's backwards from the subtle later books. Or yeah, whatever the, and, and, and put is. that stuff there. So stuff that you then later find out about as, ha- as having happened during this actually happens in the series. Right. Um, and we've got to bring up this show that you've not watched. I've definitely, definitely not, not watched The Mandalorian. But will be in the, th- <laughs> will be in the thumbnail. There is, of course, <laughs> nothing... No legitimate way for me to watch The Mandalorian outside mm. of the US. So of the and I'm a man of the law. Man of the Mandalorian. Um, <laughs> Mandalorian's fucking great. Uh, watch it. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. A little bit I've seen is fucking great. It's so good. And it ends superbly. But I've not seen it. Do you um, ever see um, uh, Pedro Pascal's face? I don't, oh, don't tell me. No, I don't know. I've not Why seen it. Why did I ask? I couldn't possibly tell you. I've not seen it. No, you've not seen the show. No, I couldn't you? possibly tell you that... Um, I do like the balls of it Judge Dredding, though, for the, at least the majority, as far as I'm aware, because I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I couldn't um, possibly tell you whether that puppet is just the best thing about the show. I couldn't possibly tell you oh, how many... It got so sleepy that one time. I, I couldn't Remember possibly tell you. I don't know. I've not seen it, Charlie. No. Not, we've not seen it. In our... We haven't seen in it. Our dreams. On our Twitter feeds. Look, we haven't seen sleeping. it. We haven't seen Werner Herzog say things you never thought you'd hear Werner Herzog oh, say. Werner. We haven't seen that. What a get. That. What a get. We haven't, uh, we haven't seen... Oh, I can't remember the actor's <laughs> name. He plays um, Giancarlo Esposito. We haven't seen Giancarlo Esposito. We, I couldn't possibly tell you. I'm sure I've seen the still of Gina Carano. Nothing I, more. I, I've, I've <laughs> definitely not seen Gina Carano be excellent. So I couldn't say. But... The Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let, let us round up 2019, round boys 2019. Um, With some video games. I want to mention Resident Evil 2. That's the only real video game for 2019 I want to mention because I either haven't finished or played a lot of the stuff that came out in 2019. I think, it, I think we're it. similar in that respect is that I don't necessarily feel the pull to play stuff as it happens yeah. in the same way yeah. as you do for TV and film. I've got such a backlog. My, yeah, well, famously. Like, yeah, well, <laughs> but I just... <laughs> I, I, I don't not fuss about playing new stuff. Like I'm currently playing through Death Stranding, and, and then I've got Outer Worlds coming after that, and that's kind of like the most recent stuff I'm going to be playing. And then, then that's months after they've come out. The practices upset me, but um, I found myself throughout the year returning to Crash Team Racing Nitro Field. That and upsets I, me. I think it was just the fact that, that that's like a game, a game I've played for twenty years. <laughs> suddenly, I could play with people around the world. Mm. And it is very good. Yeah, and the new the new tracks have been really fun, and and it's hard as shit as well. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I, I, shit, that game is hard. The day the day I managed to get my first ever first position in an online game, I was like, I, I think I stop now. I think yeah. I put down everything and go sit on a mountain and fade into my jacket and my cloak will just mm. fizzle down as I disappear. I've got, I'm sure that's how this works now. Yes. And do, and do yeah, I went... Essence! Um, but yeah, that, that's the only 2019 <laughs> release game-wise that I, yeah. I stuck with. I've just started Fallen Order. Um, I think I'm having fun. I'm not sure. And we both have played that as well. I've not played it. I've, I've, I've seen Ganesha play I... I like um, so I like DB one. Like. I like DB one, yeah. but it's he's it, cute. I think it's I think it's the example of almost like a proof of concept. Like you do and yeah. you do a number yeah. two. I I dare and say I, I'm 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 very much on board. I dare say they have really had to fight to get this out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Finn, new notoriously badder release than Star Wars. Also, yeah. I wonder if uh, EA lets this game come out at all. 
because of the uh, like violent backlash to Battlefront 2. Yeah, which has gotten a lot better since it's launch, but it's still, you know... Especially because you still... can get it in the sales usually for like seven yeah. ninety nine now. And it's like, I mean, sure, I'll Battlefront... download it now. Absolutely. Battlefront 2 is a Eight solid... Quid? Sure. You know, it's a solid FPS with a <clears> decent <throat> campaign and, and fun online multiplayer. But the microtransaction stuff was toxic. Yeah. And, like, the, it's not worth the asking price. As far as the 2000s go, with Force Unleashed still appears to be, like, the best offering, I think, Star Wars game-wise oh, so know. far. Nice little no, Republic, not... son. Mm, yeah, what, was that 2000s? Some reason I've in my head that was late 90s. That was Xbox generation. Ah, Five. Where? Mm. That, 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 that. I mean, we're, we're all lying, of course. The real answer is uh, Star Wars Connect. But, um. Oh my. I'm Han Solo. Jedi Han Solo. I'm Han Solo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Cal Katan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Galaxy of Heroes. Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Which could you yell out names? Rogue Squadron. <laughs> Jedi Power Battles. Pod Racer. Super Bombard Racing. <laughs> Super Bombard Racing. <laughs> Masters of Terrace Cassie. <laughs> Oh, no, that was 1998, sorry. You fool. <laughs> oh, man, there's been some shit stuff. <laughs> yeah, you will pay the again. price for there's your There's a lot more vision. bad ones than there are good ones, I'll tell you that. Just like Star Wars films. What are the games, boy? Oh. Um, I, would, I would briefly like to talk about Death Stranding with Matthew. Yeah, Death Stranding, I'm... I'm I, I think I... <laughs> love... I love it. it. I love it. I, I, I want to hate of, it so bad. For the sake bad. of posterity, I... we're both putting it, you're both putting it on the list. Oh my, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, it's on my list. But, despite... in, but we might revisit it in the best of 2020. Uh, have you finished And see it? how you feel retroactively. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I played it over um, uh, the Christmas break because my, my brother got it uh, for me. I decided to leave it there because I don't think I could have handled it anymore. If I'd brought it home, like into my yeah. flat... I think it might have gotten its weird oil tendrils yeah. into my yeah. brain and wouldn't it's have let me go. Tendrils. I'm, I'm, uh, ah. We spent most me to the beach. <laughs> the twenty ninth of uh, January, for no twenty seventh of, of uh, December. Sorry, January. For for <laughs> no twenty ninth, twenty ninth of December. Days at some it point. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Was it was a Sunday after Christmas. It was like it was like it, that was spent entirely with. And Megan is sat in the living room. She was playing Fallen Order and I was playing Death Stranding for the entire day. It's mm. it it will get its hooks into you because yeah. it is so why ha- why haven't satisfying. you sent me your strand? Why haven't why didn't you send- oh, I no. tried, I tried I'm trying yeah, have you, have you to send you requests. Have you? I'm trying to Have you delivered I'm, any I'm trying yet? to strand you've not popped up in my game yet. I haven't played um I, I actually I left it. At around the same time that you would have started picking oh, okay. it up. What chapter did you... Wait, what I got into one? three. Alright, so that's like where the game really starts to open up. I'm, like, I started episode five today. Okay. Oh, no, I, yesterday. I... It's episode five. Oh, fucking hell, it's so stupid. Episode I, three I, I is delivered, massively long. I delivered, a, I delivered like a, several crates of semen and eggs. Yep. Uh, the last time I... Before I put it down. Uh, have you delivered a pizza yet? I've not delivered a pizza. You, yet. I delivered I can't a pizza. Believe, I can't believe that's the thing that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah. I delivered some. I, <laughs> earlier today, I delivered some beer. Yes. And then proceeded to get Norman Reedus drunk in his private room. Excellent. At which point he throws the he smashes his table. I looked at Norman Reedus's crotch and he punched the camera. Yeah. He punched me. Or yeah, him. yeah. He does stuff like that. Um. I, I, I would love to have been in those mocap sessions because they could have just got Norman Reedus in the room and said, "Fuck around." Just to have a give it a go. Just fuck around. I. <sighs> It's it, it story wise it is 
Does it get interesting? Yes. Because <clears throat> it seems to be... I'm going... Because as it stands now, where the way I understand it is my mother, who is also the president, but I didn't know either of those things, has died. She has tasked me with reconnecting the kind of disparate colonies of the United States from east to west coast to then, whilst when I'm there, find my sister, yeah. who has been captured by the psychotic ex-delivery people who are now obsessed with delivering. They love delivering. Those are mules. They're not the same thing. They're not the same thing. So the people she's been kidnapped by are terrorists who want to bring basically annihilate everything. They're basically... The Troy Bakers. Terrorist nihilists, yeah. Terrorist okay. Terrorist nihilists. And... Who are like, why bother carrying... But they just destroy everything. So I'm, ba- ba- I'm connecting... Fucked. I'm connecting these different bases to the kind of fantasy <laughs> internet. The, the chiral network. Yeah. Get used to the word chiral because you're going to be yeah, hearing yeah, it a lot chiral. in this game. And you're going to see people chiral. crying a bunch. People, a lot of people crying because every because t- people have chiral allergies. So when chiral technology mm. is used above a certain threshold, people start crying. Mm. Um, Hell of a cast. As somebody who doesn't play cast, many, Ka- as somebody who doesn't play many Kojima games, this is wonderful to listen to because uh, I'm like, it, the fuck is happening right now? It's oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get it's, a lot. Does more. anyone breathe through their skin? So has to be naked all I think, the time. Uh, from, what, no. from what I understand, has there, there is a quiet yet? level of stupidity with f- fragile. Fragile. Um, she has to... Mm. I have to be naked or I'll die. It's no, the, it's the, the opposite. Lea, the Leah Sadu character. Who is fantastic in this. You, you get more... So she has to be clothed or she'll die. Late, as you go further through episode three. Okay, when and I get to really, Lake Knot City. Yeah, which really like fills her character out. And you're like, oh, okay. Because she's spiky too. She's spiky too. Um, you, you oh, find out about why she has to wear the suit and all that, and all that is stuff. it really stupid yeah yeah. <laughs> but I love it yeah um, I think Norman Reedus is great in it like he's, he's a completely blank slate yeah but he's great <laughs> but that's what that's I guess um, a lot of video games I'm, well. I'm in love with BB I, yes. I, I, I would die for my BB yeah 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 I've, I mean I've baby. had it once before where I entered into like toxic shock yeah. and the thing goes the, the little canister it's in goes black yeah. and I freaked the fuck out yeah I really got worried for my Can baby. My baby I dropped everything that was on my back. I sprinted to the nearest because <laughs> I can't. I can't make. I can't make vehicles yet. So I ran. You should be able to if you're on episode three. Uh, I haven't made it to like not city yet. That's the thing. I've been uh, t- I've just right, I've yeah, just yeah, yeah, started yeah, yeah. it. No, it's, uh, yeah. After you, like the option go to like not city. You won't. You won't be able to come back to that area for a bit. The initial. The beginning. The initial area. area. But then you will you will get so many more tools. I have no idea what's happening right now, Chris. But I know. You know what I mean. <laughs> and I've plugged several hours into several dozens of hours into this game at this point. They've started holding hands while they describe it to each other, and I just. No, no, no. We, we, it's we're connecting. Yeah, it's all about connection. Yeah. They've, they've connected their hair likes. like this is, a, this is a strand. Give it, us the likes. It's like Avatar. They've Join plugged their the hair together. People give you likes by giving you thumbs ups. They're holding hands, but it's not their hands; it's their feet. You have a mobile phone, Chris, but it's it's a it's a, it's a pair of handcuffs. It's a pair of handcuffs around your wrist. They're it's carrying. A, it's called the cufflink. They're carrying cuff. babies in bags, guys. I'm not <laughs> sure what a to baby do. In a tube. Um, you drink Monster Energy. Oh God. You drink so much Monster Energy. Is it actually Monster Energy? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, and you go for a dump to your canteen. For the ride starring yeah. Norman Reedus. <laughs> the canteen that you carry on oh, your God. on your character to drink to restore your stamina explicitly filters and alters water into monster energy and when he drinks it do one of the lines he says Mm, nectar of the gods Ah! 
Dog. Ah, <laughs> yes, it's so good. He will also chide you if you fall over. What like, he'll do himself? Yeah, he'll be like, ah, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love I, it. I found Either myself... of you found Conan O'Brien yet? Not yet. Yes. Ah, okay. I, 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 He's Conan O'Brien. He is Conan O'Brien. No, but yes. Looks and talks like Conan O'Brien. Well, he looks like... He is, yeah, because it's motion captured and, and face scan most... Oh, yeah, one of the guys Conan you get O'Brien. given missions from is Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro. Yeah. In, it's in, not his in, voice. In the uh, games... But one, it's someone approximating In the voice, games, one nod to um, the game that could Silent have been. Hills, yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Wending, Reffin, and Edgar Wright have both turned up as characters, face scans. Not voices, but face scans. I, That's weird At me. the kind of early stage I am with it, <laughs> yeah. where I, I've engaged with the story kind of a little bit, I've kind it, of found myself really, entering a weird fugue state. It really kicks in, off in episode three. But no, but this is what I mean, is that, that I'm actually finding myself... Admittedly, it's been actually a couple of weeks since I... Picked last uh, picked it up, but going from uh, not town to Notville to the wind farm, like yeah. that little triangle, and I just found myself just kind of shoulders would relax, my eyes would kind of deaden, and my hands would kind of just hang there lifelessly. It's almost and meditative, I just, and I just yeah, my jaw would yeah. go slack, and I just enter this kind of meditative fugue state of it's just very very must, relaxing. Must take. But as you get into episode three and the storyline picks more up, monster and energy. honestly, um, you get more tools at your disposal. Also, the 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 landscape becomes much more varied for episode three as you expand through that area. Yes, right. and you get many more challenges and the tension. Ratchets I wonder up. if that'll really make me turn against it though when actually gameplay I, gets involved. I I I enjoyed it a lot more. Oh, I'm did continuing you? to enjoy it a lot more. I, I I'm in episode five now. I only just got access to lethal weapons, which are which you don't want to be. Which using. you don't want to use, also, because when things die, they create a nuclear explosion. No, oh, no, no, shit. no. Oh, when wait. when things die. Wait, so, there's levels to this. Wait, right, go on. So <laughs> let's get in the weeds with Death Stranding. At some point, there was an event called the Death Stranding. It basically opened up the gateway between life and death. So right. after death, people's <laughs> souls would sort of hang around as beached things or BTs because it's also a beach which is sort of a gateway to the afterlife and everyone has their own beach and such and if BTs are basically antimatter beings so the afterlife is basically an antimatter universe so what happens when matter and antimatter collide explosion kaboom so very early on in the game you are treated to seeing a live human be consumed by a BT which results in an explosion which levels a small city Jesus wept but that wouldn't kill you because because your character Sam is a rape is a repatriate. He's a he's a rape. He's a rape. He's a repatriate, so <laughs> he can guide his soul back to his body after he dies. Right. And on Twitter, uh... <laughs> it's extraordinarily dumb. I and love I think it. I want to hate it with every part of me, but I can't. Um, I, I get why people do not like it. I absolutely yeah. get why people don't like they it. They listen to the giant bomb yeah. coverage of Game of the Year stuff, and they are they tear it to pieces. Yeah. But I, which, I genuinely love it. Um, I would like to quickly shout out Control, which I'm in the middle of right no, now. Around mm. Control, yeah. looks great. It is very, looks like right very good. Um, similar problem to Death Stranding in that the text is far too small and my eyes are way too yeah, shit. Yeah, what's with that? Um, is that the one that looks like a cross between um, 
Prey and and uh, uh, thingy First Light. Um, yes, actually, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. In terms of the aesthetic, it's a little bit like that. Um, it's basically infamous you, First Light. You yeah. going to a kind of Men in Black style building, which has been taken over yeah. by the oldest house. The oldest house, which has been taken over by some weird beings from another dimension. The story is intentionally quite uh, obtuse. Like it does, it's not giving yeah. much away as to and why it's, you're there. It's, it's or... a bit of a spiritual sequel to, to Alan Wake. Uh, to is a it, lot of Remedy games. So, yeah. like, um, there's some Max Payne in there. There's some uh, Alan Wake in there. And there's some, that other one they did, which is the Xbox one that had a TV series attached to it. Oh, uh, Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Yeah. It's a mix of all those things. Making good on elements of all of them. Like the horror from Alan Wake, the gunplay of uh, Max Payne, the kind of power set of Quantum Break. It's you're, all kind you're of You're a psychic lady kicking ass in a facility. Yeah. And also and it's game. got uh, the fellow who plays Max Payne playing your kind of weird conscience type thing. <laughs> your, your, your predecessor in a way, because you've become the director of the Federal Bureau of Control. Um, ah, the Fubka. The Fubka. Um, and finally, a shout out to Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh man, someone played Kingdom Hearts 3. Someone did. I, I picked up um, all three of them, the, the three PS4 releases, uh, second hand while I was away. So that would be so 1. 1.5. 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 and 2.9, and somewhere in there. <laughs> 3. Because um, I thought for the price of what would have been number three and a possibly hate purchase at the start of the year, because I grew up loving one and two. But Did you just... play all of the middle ones between one I, and two? I though? played three whatever over something days. You've got the, yeah, the DS one. Yes, the DS one, yeah. yeah. And we own the PSP one. Birth by Sleep? Uh, yes, yes. There was a GBA uh, one as Chain well. Of memories. Chain of Memories, I've got that. It's basically a remake of the first game. Chain of Mem- no, Chain of Memories is a story set between one and two. Yeah, but it makes you redo all the events of the first game. Oh, yeah, game yeah, yeah. Because you're rediscovering your memories. Because so they've yeah. been digitised. Yeah. No, they're one of them. Oh, God. I've got the GBA There's so cartridge. many, you're going to have well, the best and worst I like, time I, I went, I went to CEX and it was like, oh, three's 15 quid. And next to it, they had one copy of the PS4 um, remix collection. So 1.5, 2.5 and all the incidental stuff. Mm. That was a tenner. And then for another tenner, they had, um, what do you call it, uh, 2.8. And I was like, ah, yes, so yes, for yes. £35, I could own the complete series as it is on PS4. Go on then, sod it. Yes. And my plan is this year to, to at one point, just play through them all, the PS4 edition. Go on stream, mate. Yeah, I'll stream it. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to go insane and suffer, I want everyone else to do it with me. That's mm. what I've been doing with Death Stranding. I mean, <laughs> j- j- yeah, join me. Um, it's, do it. I mean, the, the three do it. is... And so having waited since I think two thousand and four, yeah, two thousand and five for number two, I think it was yeah, two thousand two and two thousand five with the OG uh, releases, Jesus. I believe. Well, a long ass time. Mm, been a, been for, a, it's been a hot minute for um for this to come out. Sorry, <laughs> was, was it nice hanging out with Rapunzel? It's pretty good. Um, that yeah yeah only visually and as particularly um the kind of more Pixar-y stuff. It's gorgeous, and mm. the uh, the tangled kind of world. It's tangled and frozen are included, as well as Toy Story. But the, those two uh, uh, environments environments yeah. are basically kind of just retellings of the film. So you get that you get, I think, most of the songs from Frozen. Yeah, in yeah. that. So it's fairly unimaginative in in that sense, but visually it's absolutely stunning. Um, the combat 
is really slick, works a lot better than it ever has done before. It's still pressing the one thing, but you're able you're able <laughs> more intuitive it, you're able to kind of move things around you're able to summon various bits and pieces like um one of the new things they've got this time around is uh something like disney rides um as, yeah as part i've seen of the, like a uh, thunder mate thunder yeah, 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 yeah and, and then yeah. And log flume and whatever else beta Ma- uh, baymax is a baymax is great is a summon yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's a world, You know, it's a world. You go to yeah. Super Big Hero 6's San world. Francisco. Yep, which is very good. But in terms <laughs> of just, like, a satisfying kind of conclusion to a almost 20-year yeah. got, sort of saga, it, it isn't that, really. No. It, 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 it <clears throat> no. also drops a sequel bait oh, based on seeds that were sown in the Japanese-only mobile game, yep. which I had to look up to find out what the fuck was going yep. on there. Um, the Japanese mobile game is kind of presented to you in cutscenes in one of the yeah, various disc yeah. based releases, but it's, it's like a couple of hours long and it's really boring. Yeah. So I, I, I couldn't expect anyone to see Lots of that. monologuing about friendship and the horror. No, no worse. It's more, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, that would be kind of the darkness. It's, it's more to do Ooh. with this kind of somber talking about guardians of lightness and darkness. Oh, and, good. Mm. And it, it, it Wears really thin, really fast, but I just want to fight weird baddies with Donald and Goofy. I, yeah, I just <laughs> want to do Disney and Final Fantasy. Like, why mm. did it have to get so unbelievable? It was so simple. The first one is so simple. Yeah. Mm. Why, is it, one, why has it gotten key. bogged down in its, it's own so, mythology? How? I, I, um, honestly, that's I what Square Enix do, though. Mm. Tetsuya Nomura? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How he has managed to take the simplest of setups, and you've ended up with something fifteen. However long later, fifteen years later, and it's incomprehensible. Well, that's what it does with these character designs. Yeah, you take having, a simple silhouette, zips. zip, 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 belt, belt, zip, yeah. belt, zip, belt, zip, 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 belt, jacket, half cloak. Done. <laughs> Maybe scarf. Um, Maybe scarf. So, does it at least have a banging um, pause screen slash first cutscene track? Now that, that same. <laughs> um, I mean, it's um, it, nothing is going to be as good as simple and clean. In terms of Sancho the, is oh, decent, you know, but yeah, it's right, the is but it's similar because it's the one. But it, like, I think, like with all of them, it's then. I mean, that's that's the Kingdom Hearts theme as much as the arpeggio thing is the Final Fantasy theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, but you can do better. Like, I have to do this all the time. Shall I? Mm. Right now. He'll, he'll, he'll wear himself out and then I'll have to go night night. <laughs> I just have to fucking oh. gag him. Um, oh. Right, we need to talk about oh. 2020 because this is turning into a mammoth podcast. Well, super oh quick, lovely. We'll do it. We'll, do, we'll pick up the emails next week. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it'll give us time to watch Orphan 55 as well. Yes, we um, can do a bit of a Doctor Who cast. Uh, Ian on Twitter, um, uh, we put the thing out there of your 2019 highlights. He put five TV shows I enjoyed. The Good Place, Yay. Derry Girls, which I do want to check out. Yeah, I've seen some of, yeah, it's pretty good. Having listened pretty to good. the cast on um, Guilty Feminist, yes, I was like, I want to watch this. Yes. These guys are wonderful. Yes. Uh, Ghosts, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Yay. which again I've been recommended. It's, and, oof. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean you know, I need to space it out because it's like fucking crack. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won't watch um, anything else. And a I... series of unfortunate events. Did that end in 2019? I guess so. What's yeah, 2017, 18, 19. Yeah. It's been this year. The been, ending was very good. This year's they, been a decade long. They changed it just enough so True. that, again, if you knew the books inside out, it'd be like, it's not going to be the same. And then they add a PS to it that is not in the books, which is really nice. That's so no, I, new, I'm, up, I'm up for that one. 
Uh, that was a wonderfully cast series as well. Uh, five films I enjoyed. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Knives yep. Out. Yep. Detective Pikachu. It was very good. I had a lot of fun with it. was that this year as well. That was yeah. a shit. Yeah. It, it Chapter 2. And yeah, this was technically a 2019 UK release. The Favourite. The Favourite, of course. Because it was, it was back end of 2018. Because it was, yes. it was, it was con- all, all the awards this last yes. year. Yeah. You'd think of it as a 2018 yeah. joint. But I, th- I, think it, I don't think it got a wide release until 2019 over there. Yeah. Some good, that was good. Good shout. Um, what can we look forward to? Right. In the future. God help in us. In the future. I'll rattle through a, uh, a list of films. So, what hold not on much to your has hat. changed, but they live under what is. And this is not complete by any by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Bombshells. I really want to watch Bombshells. This is, this is still, that's still December stuff. Some of this stuff is out now. Oh, Bombshells yeah. coming out this week in the UK, though. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. The US release dates. Um, the Grunge. <clears throat> The new um, is that to look forward to? I don't know. I caught movie bombs review. I've, so. I've not, I've not seen the review. So, um. <laughs> Doolittle for train wreck. We've got Doolittle, Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle coming down the pipe. I am, slamming down our throat. I am aghast with with anticipation for what that is going to be like. Yeah, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I um, I do have a I do have some curiosity for Bad Boys for Life because the trailer did make me smile. I feel um, like I should like Bad Boys more than I do. I think I, uh, I don't think I like Bad Boys. Go up one more. What was that the Gentleman? That's just come out in the UK. Already, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, Birds of Prey. That's out in April. <sighs> I want it to be good. No, February. But I, I have. I want it to be good, but I have. I have so many reservations. I hope it's good. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for it. Um, I mean, look at how dependent it is on the Joker. Really, the synopsis is after splitting with the Joker. That's the first part. That's of not the dependent on the Joker. That's just backstory, Chris. Yes, it is backstory, but you have but to know that. Also, you have to Joker. know that relationship existed for is it to this, mean anything. Is that part of the press release, or is that just something that yeah. this editor has happened to I mean, write? No, that, that's on the one. That's the on the Warner's one. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. a horror version of Fantasy Island. I don't know what that's going to be like. I don't. I don't hate. Oh, no, look what's coming next. I don't hate oh, the trailer yes. for Fantasy Islands thingy. It, it it looks like they're doing. It's like a subtler version of what they've done with the banana splits. It's like this could be a horrible morality yeah. tale for nasty, for people who deserve to get their comeuppance. So that's what we're going to do. Mm. Fantasy Sonic. Island was always that, but it was never a horror. It was just kind of fantasy. Gotta go Sonic fast. The Hedgehog. Yes, I've got to see it. I've got to see it just to. Is this going to be the cats of, uh, oh, mate, of, cats of video game movies? Is perfect. Oh, Call of the Wild. Um, is that the one with that's, Harrison Ford? That's Harrison Ford and a dog. I'm looking forward to that because the trailer exhibits one of the worst CGI dogs it's I've ever seen. It's not a good CGI seen. dog. Are you and sure it's, it's the main character. You're saying it's not a CGI dog? No, it's not no, a good CGI dog. It's not a good CGI dog. Oh, it's, it's not a, a CGI good CGI dog. dog. The moment it emotes, you're like, that's a CGI that's, dog. That's a bad CGI dog. Oh, and it makes dear. you long... I can't believe I'm saying this. It makes you long for the 90s where they just put animals in films and randomly voice them over. And have Cujo, or like that big-ass puppet dog. Oh, yeah. Pray for death. Um, <laughs> bloodshot. bloodshot. Vin Diesel's Bloodshot comic book. That could uh, be god First awful. comic book movie based on Valiant Comics output that could be interesting Invisible Man the teaser trailer for that was really yeah. interesting uh, what else we got in I terms don't know of ones to tickle our just tickle our tusslers Onward Pit, what, what are Pixar's onwards. releases next year um, Quiet Place Part 2 Quiet Place Part 2 trailer for this just came out Ooh. looks interesting oh actually do you know what I just saw in, uh, another trailer for what big old uh, throwback to episode whatever it was is New Mutants. New Mutants, yeah. Yes, we're on the list. No, no, oh, absolutely yeah. on the list. Uh, yeah. But uh, Quiet Place Part 2 looks like it might be an interesting take on what they did mm. um, and an interesting continuation. The fact that 
all the cast are returning and John Krasinski's writing and directing again. He's Killian Murphy's in it. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Um, uh, who else is in it? Some people are in it. Many people are in it. It's going to be good. Some C's. All the fuck. Um, Mulan. Nah. Yeah, fuck that. <clears throat> who knows? I don't know. Yeah, the lead carried lead actors sort of political affiliations aside. Yeah. I think it, that, that trailer looked pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But the fact that it's shying away completely from any element of the original now makes me go, well, why don't you call it something else? And use, but then if you're just... Use the thinking of Mulan as your inspiration. I don't know, but I think the framework is the same. I just yeah. think the title oh, because is completely there's no, there's different. No, there's no Shan Yu, there's no... It's based on the same legend. Um, true, but like, if Disney are releasing it as their, hey, it's Mulan, but they the fact that they're, they're separating But that's when you so end up with much. The Lion King. Yeah. And it's exactly the same. Mm, and completely pointless no, as a true, result. True, but Jungle Book's the happy medium, I think. That is a very happy you, medium. You follow enough of it, and then do enough of your own thing. But also, like Jungle Book, this is one where... It depends it, on what you it, want it can, it to follow. It though. can ride or die on the fact we've not seen this type of story in Western cinema told with this level of technology and mm. scale. Because also so Mulan, the cartoon, brilliant. is so westernised in yeah. terms of it's like they are Chinese characters. Yeah, if you want to but do there's a live no way that they like, they're, they're all yeah. they're all but apart from uh, uh, is it oh, not Ming Ha? What's her name? Ming uh, Ming Na Wen. Ming Na Wen. Apart from her, I think everyone is like you got Harvey Firestein in there playing yeah. someone like right there. <laughs> Um, like it's not a particularly Donny Osmond yeah, yeah. fucking <laughs> Eddie Murphy is yeah. the dragon so there's like, two things I know they're bound to like know that, that wouldn't translate all no. well to an all Chinese cast like you wouldn't be no, able true, to do true true but just certain I don't know just certain touchstones that it seems that they've they've moved on from yeah, are they touchstones of the Disney film or are they touchstones well, of that's the what I'm saying. well that's what I'm saying does Disney have to make that could someone else make it no that'd be great no that's what I'm saying I'm, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying it's, it, that's a what I'm saying is I don't want it I don't yes. want any of these remakes. Well, yeah, no, that, I don't yeah, want and that I will yeah, follow you on. Yeah. I'll I will die on that hill with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair. That's Much fair. like I kind of don't want, but I'm morbidly curious I about. I do want to see the new mutants. I think it might turn out to be all right. Mm. Well, after a three-year delay. Well, I I am of an opinion I, that it got it got a caught up in being moved away from Dark Phoenix. But B reshoots. They added a new character. Oh, so the Disney um, takeover of Fox. Which, ba- which, yeah, which I think based, that's the biggest which, element. Based on the cast list now, I think Antonio Banderas is the addition. Because I do not recall him being mentioned in any of the previous press stuff mm. prior to this new trailer. It'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm just so it, I I'm intrigued the to see before. it. And Maybe I he's hope Mr. Sinister. And they're closing that arc they that's, subtly set up in, that's in no the way stuff. to talk about Antonio Banderas. Yeah, because what I... is this now? Is this, is this going to be coming under? Is this going to be re- released by Disney? No, this is still. Well, it's uh, going to be released under the Fox banner, but yeah, under the Fox it'll banner, be like it's a Disney film. It's a Disney Disney release, but it's still technically under the Fox banner. So this is. So Dark Phoenix is, is the last non-Disney. Uh, Dark Phoenix was yeah. the last X Men film. This will be the last film from the Fox X Men universe. Right. Okay. If it is even. Well, this might this could, well, the, this could potentially be the jumping off point I, for the I new would, lot. I would like well, to hope that this is just a thing. That could of be why itself. that could be why it was delayed. Is, yeah, uh, I would like I would like it to just be a thing of itself, a, a standalone thing. A weird, a weird horror thing. film that's set in the X Men universe. Yeah, I'd go for that. And, uh, set in the X Men universe isn't even a requirement. Just a good, film. Just, just good just, film. Please, just please be good. Uh, no time to die. Yeah, very uh, jazzed for that. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish the Hell first. I wish the first two minutes of the three-minute trailer didn't show us the film. <laughs> we just I, had that last see, I haven't watched the trailer. The, the last minute. It. Watch it, but skip to the last 50 seconds, because that's a really nice teaser trailer. Everything prior to it's kind of like, here's every beat. It's like, oh, Sony, yeah, so, why'd you keep doing this, yeah, Sony? So I, I generally avoid trailers kind of wholesale now, <laughs> yeah. just because I've had 
Because uh, they can't keep it in the I've, Well, I've had, I've had my enthusiasm kind of just cut out from under me by going, oh, I, oh, I guess I've, I've seen... Yeah, the, yeah. You know... Uh, You've shown me the film! Yeah, which, which, which is always really disappointing. And When some, shots from the climax or the ending of the film turn up in the trailer, mm, then you know with you're... Marvel are the ones that seem to do that the best, where they'll... Well, they have, they have a habit of, of deliberately changing stuff yeah, from the film to the trailer. They'll fudge it, which yeah. I think is a really clever move. Yeah, which Doctor Who took some notes from recently. Yeah, they did that which was quite for, smart. Which was yeah, um, the majority of that Doctor Who series trailer that came out like three and a half, three and a half weeks ago, all happens in the first two episodes. Ah, yes, and so it's some nice of the foot- and some of the footage is doctored. I think really, a very good. Okay. Um, but in a way, we're like, well done, because you didn't actually, you didn't lie to us. You just took out stuff that was more enjoyable See, to discover. I don't, I don't mind being lied to, just outright lied to. Yeah, as long as, as, long as, as, long as, as the tone As is... long as what what I get is then a nice surprise. Yeah. I don't be lied to and they go, oh, the thing you told me was way better than the fucking reality of the thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. see Endgame, look at Thor there in his tech suit and now look at Fat Thor in his tech suit mm. with his sunglasses and his can of beer. Yeah. Fair oh, enough. Fat, Excellent. So the fact the toys committed to it for so long, all the toys were looking at him with his big old stone brain, yeah. muscly. Oh, look at him! He's a badass. And then it's like, yeah, this never happens. Thick boy. He's thick boy. <laughs> he's thick boy. So I good. have that figure. Excellent. He's a builder figure. I bought a Marvel Legends wave last year, Excellent. and the builder figure was was Bro Thor. That's why he's called into marketing with two separate heads: one with sunglasses, one without. Thought Knight. Hey. And antlers. If you like small town horror films, that's and antebellum. And antebellum. If you like small town horror films with ant at the start of the title, <laughs> Black Widow coming in May. I just want to see David Harbour. That's all I want. I just want to see Rachel Vice because Rachel Vice, and also Taskmaster is one of my favourite Marvel villains. Vice, Rachel Vice. Oh, I see Robert Downey Jr.'s name in the cast list. Yeah, there. yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up for a little. Hello, I'm no. Robert Junior. Give me a million dollars. Hey there, uh, just being paid fifty grand to show up for two minutes. Uh, fifty grand, uh, if that but, I, but I'm getting, but I'm getting not point, uh, not point two percent of the back end. So that'll be it's all good. Ooh, um, the personal the history. history of David Copperfield. This, I've had to wait Nietzsche. for this. Oh, it was already, it's already been out. Just say, Armando Iannucci, job here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With great cast, We're... Deb Patel in the center. That's brilliant. Yeah, Tilda Swinton, yeah. Pete Capaldi, Hugh Laurie. So a good supporting lot. Dev Patel's great. I'm glad. I'm glad he's going to be in it. Ben Wishaw's in it. I mean, I'm I'm going to need him to die soon, (laughs) so so I can just try and slot into the 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 little niche he's carved for himself. Apparently, we get another Saw movie next year. Yeah, this is the Chris Rock produced one, isn't it? Uh, And apparently, he's in it. Uh, Uh, Samuel Jackson, Marisol Nichols. Wait, Samuel Jackson is listed to be in it. Yeah. And this, this is a, this is a this is a this is a franchise reboot, but they have said that it will not be discounting the series. But also, uh, it's called Untitled Saw Project. It's a bit late, to gonna, isn't it? Doesn't that yeah. seem late to you? Who knows? It's it's a, it'll be, it'll be a low. It'll be a low budget be, horror film. With yeah, be Samuel, Samuel Jackson will do anything. I know, but usually has a title. Well, yeah. I scroll back up a little bit. There was one there that Armas Fowl finally. Yeah, that's finally finally. That's been put back twice in Disney's release schedule, not for production reasons, just because they've prioritised the films yeah. during its Weird. post-production. So, And speaking of future delays, Wonder Woman 84 is coming out in 
on in June, which apparently is thirty six years late. It's apparently, done. Apparently, it's already completely finished. Always meant to be out November, just yeah. gone originally, so and was on schedule been... to be out in November, and it's just completely done. Do I have to have seen Wonder Woman's one through nineteen eighty three? So the Monkey Paw produced spiritual sequel, as it says here, to Candyman, is also yeah. coming out. I'm um, intrigued. Especially if it's got Yaya Admiral Mateen the second in it. He's great. I'm very confused, but bring it on. Soul. Um, this is my Pixar movie that I'm looking forward to this year. Yes. The jazz movie. Jamie Foxx. Jazz, jazz Heaven. Jazz Afterlife. Jazz oh, Afterlife. Oh, jazz look, at the, hey! look at the confirmed cast. Of course, John Ratzenberg is in there. Yeah, 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 He'll have one line. He doesn't need to be listed. How do we feel about Top Gun Maverick? I couldn't give a shit. Good. I haven't seen Top Gun. There's no, there's no topless volleyball from a bunch of now 50-plus somethings, so... Boom, cowards! Cowards! This, this I'm very much In the Heights, Lin-Manuel Miranda's musical oh, adapted the, for film. The cast is fucking, fucking. so good. Lin-Manuel Miranda, Corey Stephanie Hawkins, Beatrice. Stephanie Beatrice, Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith's is in it! Fucking hell. <laughs> right, who's in this? Who's in this? Jimmy Smith's, that's all you need to know. Who's in this? Bail Organa, mm. Jimmy Smiths. Jimmy fucking Smiths. <laughs> uh, Corey Hawkins, Stephanie Bitchy, Jimmy Smiths, Stacia Polanco, Anthony Ramos, Aaron Greenblatt, and rings a bell. Um, yeah, I think these are all people whose faces I recognise, but I don't know their names. A lot of, a lot of great... Oh, that guy! Yeah. From that thing! Well, it's going to be... Probably... It's going to be... And also in the highest of fucking great musical. Yeah. Unlike... Unlike Cats. Cats. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, Minions 2, yay. Rise of Groove. Mm, I'll probably really enjoy that. I really like them all. Oh. Uh, I really Free like Guy. Free Guy. I like the trailer. I don't like the trailer. That looks like Paul Walker. Who's that? It's Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Oh. I want to I want to forget that He's Ready Player One existed and imagine this is the first video game commentary. It looks like plot. it's probably going to fall into a lot of the same traps as Ready Player One, though, to me. Maybe, but oh, Jodie Comer cool... looks absolutely smoking in it. So yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's a very cool con- idea con- concept. But the trailer's just like yeah, it reminds me a little bit of um, Stranger Than Fiction. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't mm. see that. Yeah, well, I can, I a can guy realizes yeah. he's uh, yeah. the lead character in his own novel that's yeah. being written as he lives his life. I just like how unnecessarily violent the trailer came across for Free Free Guys. It's very violent. No, I haven't seen it. It, 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 just... it looks really violent, but the whole tone is very light and jovial. So it's like hmm. I'm up for that. I've got both fingers crossed. Both for... sets of fingers crossed that Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be good. I've, Same. I've, I've absolutely Please no be interest. Good. I, I, Please be good. I'm I'm I might be in kind of a minority here, where I've got I like the first two Ghostbusters films. Yeah, but in terms of it being franchisable and kind of carrying on. Again, well, I think the cartoons are fine. I'm just like, I don't care. I would, I would quite gladly let it rest. Just let I, it, I, I'm quite, okay yeah, to not put it in its weird yeah. electronic box and just. I'm, I'm, I would be happy if we never got another Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, yeah. but 2009's yeah. game was the the perfect. And here's one happy more. If there you go, everybody. I know, but I mean, as far as like, and here's one more. By no, the apple. Like, that was a perfect of, kind of like great. Cool. It seems yeah. to inspire all some back, sort of wrote it. clawing yeah. fanaticism. Mm. Win people. I just can't. I can't quite share in that. I, I just, can't. I, don't, I, don't I can't have that. chomp at the bit for a new Ghostbusters because those first two films are. You can't replicate that. These these people don't want another Ghostbusters film. They want that feeling of watching the real Ghostbusters as yeah. kids again. That's what they want, and that's not going to happen. Ghostbusters is a great comedy movie. Ghostbusters Two is a so-so but enjoyable sequel to that comedy movie. There was a cartoon that people loved more than life itself, and now they want more of that. Mm. And 
I, I want it to be good. I want it to be good just because I want to go, oh, that was a nice little PS to the Ghostbusters yeah. story. What a lovely film. Um, we'll we'll get, see. We're getting another Christopher Nolan. Tenet. This, yeah. look, Tenet. this I actually have seen a trailer for. Yeah. I I hope it's good. I wonder if we it's can play the so if we can play the Nolan IMAX drinking game and watch the aspect ratio change several times throughout the film. Let's see if you can write a good female character. But no, did some um, Jungle Cruise looks like a lot of fun. By the numbers, Disney live action adventure it, it thing. But Emily like Blunt, and Dwayne the Rock, Johnson, The Rock plus yeah, uh, yeah. Emily Blunt, uh, plus Jesse uh, maybe Clemens, Paul Giamatti, a kind of uh, Disneyfied Indiana Jonesy type thing. Jumanji, if, if, the if, Jungle if, Boy if, Disney. If it's yeah. a film and he gets yeah. to wear a khaki shirt, The Rock is usually up for it. Yeah, so that's yeah. and also the trailer opens with a lovely homage to the legendary Jungle Cruise ride, which is I wrote I got to ride for the first time December December. Ugh. Uh, October 2018 on my honeymoon Lucy had never gone on the Jungle Cruise it's legendarily a ride where basically people get put on it to be the skippers and there's a set script and what's sort of fun is the own leg- the legend of the fact this ride is the one where people get put on it and go Christ I'm one of the skippers on Jungle mm. Cruise has kind of become a thing so you get very self-deprecating <laughs> improv comedy from the people who are your skippers on the ride. Oh, they hit cool. all the scripted beats, but they've all sort of formed their own characters to rip the piss out the fact that, yep, you pick this. Well, yeah, you yeah. could be on Space Mountain, but you pick this. You do, so you there it is, everyone. The backside of water. Ah. <laughs> but they go for it. And it's like the fact they've made a film going, mm, we're going to take the loose... Co- I, I have hope. I, I have yeah. that 2003 Curse of the Black Pearl hope that they'll do something really, really fun with it. Yeah, because... That, and not that 2003 most uh, the Haunted Mansion hope. Oh yeah. Do you hope they'll do something fun with Morbius? No, nope, I don't <laughs> want this film to exist. Who, uh, apart Jared from Leto. Jared Leto, who else is in there? Uh, Matt Smith. Andrew, so it's going to go badly. Uh, Matt Smith. So will get cut. And Jared Harris. Oh, is Jared Harris? Oh, well, Jared Harris we like famous. Yeah, thing. we do like Jared Harris. <laughs> I just don't want um, Morbius. Like, what's the point of Morbius without Spider Man? What know. is the point? I, 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 I have no. Idea. It's a vampire movie. Great. What was the point of Venom without Superman? We still did it. The Superman. Venom and Superman would be great. Venom without Spider-Man. (laughs) I'll watch Venom and Superman. Are you kidding me? Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. In August. Uh, Yeah, I'm up for this. Nah. I'm up for this. I'm up for it. Why are you out, Charlie? I like the premise. Who's who's clawing for this? I'll be honest. I wasn't. And then when I heard the premise, I went, okay. The premise is these guys guys are meant to Look how happy Alex Winters is in that pressure. (laughs) Because he's got some job. He's got some work. The man's been directing for years. Let us not sully his career. Look at his smile, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Look for, at him. But for me, I wasn't... First, I wasn't a child of the Bill and Ted generation. I, lo- I enjoyed those films, but it wasn't, like, my thing. But when I heard the premise it's was... very of its th- th- time their music, well. Their music yeah. was meant to save the universe. And the premise of this film is, that moment still hasn't happened. When and they're sat around going, what the fuck are we doing? Waiting for this moment to happen. Uh, the Conjuring 3, fuck off because James Wan's not directing it and that has instantly set me into a place of I don't know how I feel about this. Oh yeah, this. I didn't notice that in the less interesting. Yeah, Wan's not directing. Um, the King's uh, although Man, Big Love, the Big King's Man looks very good. I thought that was delayed. out. Oh. I was going to say, I thought it was out sooner. It was supposed to be out this year. 2019 oh, or 2020? Yeah, 2019. Last year. It's been pushed back to September 2020. Jesus. And we, well, there's someone that's excited for New Mutants. Maybe it could be I'm good. excited for New Mutants. Yeah. I'm just somebody's literally just rubbing his thighs in anticipation oh, for New Mutants. Oh, oh. God, that's that disgusting. Bad. That's disgusting. Um, Venom, Venom 2. 2. 
Oh, Andy Serkis directing in this one though, no? Stephen Graham's in it. Tom Hardy, Stephen Graham, Michelle Williams and Woody Harrelson. Death on the Nile, boy! Kenneth Branagh, Poirot sequel. How's it taken three years? Mm. Uh, it's a Poirot film. Lack of interest. How's it taken three years? Because Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh's got to grow that tash in again. Has he once again amassed a superstar cast? Which Gal is Gadot, kind of the draw of the last one. Kenneth Branagh, obviously. <laughs> Rose Leslie. Okay. Okay, I'm not hating. Rose Leslie seems very appropriate for uh, um, uh, yeah. an Agatha Christie type. type Annette thing. Benning. Yeah. yeah. Letitia Wright. Yes. Sophie Okonodo. Oh, yes, right. Sophie Okonodo. Saunders and oh. Dawn French. Oh. But Russell Brand. Brand. Uh, did Russell Brand get reappraised at any point? Or we still he, think he's... He keeps opening his mouth. Oh, the Robert Zemeckis directed Anne Hathaway starring The Witches. Is it mocap or is it live action? Uh, it's in the mo- Dolls, not say. Yes. Ah. Anne Hathaway playing the Grand High Witch. And the Tooch. And the Tooch. Tooch. Baby. I mean, and, uh, yeah, the Tooch is there. Um, Halloween Kills. I sequel, hope it's good. The sequel to Halloween, which was the sequel to Halloween. We don't need it. I hope it's good. I'd rather they call it Halloween. Yeah, the... Uh, and then just release a box set after the fourth one yeah. is out and just be like, here's the Halloween box set. No, it features Halloween, 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 and Halloween. We're getting Eternals in November. Is it that long? Yeah. Wow. So I, that, I is think... the first... No, Black, Black Widow. Black Widow's the first one, but this is the first post. I think we're going to get another one. it's the first post I think we're going to get another one, weirdly. I think Eternals is going to get brought what forward the and they're going to release something else oh, toward maybe. the end of the year because there are several films they have since announced that aren't on the slate yet, but they are working on. And I would not be surprised if they turned around and they went, <gasps> surprise, motherfuckers, here's... Deadpool three or surprise motherfuckers here is like uh, oh yeah what the 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 his his yeah his something like you know what I mean like, yeah. I won't be surprised. Uh, one final one I want to call out before we move on to other stuff is um, the color out of space Lovecraft adaptation yeah, starring Nicolas yeah. Cage. Oh, that looks really good. Mm. Mm. Oh no, I got that confused then because there is a film where Nicolas Cage is playing Nicolas Cage and t- giving Nicolas Cage grief about having taken on so many bad films because of... I don't know what that is, but I want to see the it. Cajuning. Yeah, no, the, 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 it's, it's... you put yourself in a cage. Um, um, if that's not a line in it, I'll be very upset. We're obviously getting more Doctor Who in 2020, which we're excited. Yeah, we're we're in the midst of it. Spyfall yeah. was excellent. Sasha Dewan is the MVP, and I mm. want him to be in yep. all of it. We'll be we'll be talking possible. more about it next week, along with Orphan 55. Um, Games. Last of Us Part 2 is finally coming out. Finally. 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 Well, actually, the, finally, the sequel that... it's happening. If you told me in 2013? Yeah, 2013. If you told me after I'd finished playing that first one that it was going to get sequelized, I'd have been very, very concerned. Yeah. Because the way that ends, and actually, even though it's an old game, I won't actually go into it just in case. Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, arguably, yeah, it's mean, very, yeah. very... It's absolutely worth playing. It's so well done, that particularly the ending... Yeah, that and feels very final at the same time. That the idea of moving beyond that only uh, has had the, in my head anyway had the potential to be a failure. My my main concern about it is from what we've seen of it so far. It seems likely that not only are they going to confirm and have Ellie be openly gay, but they're gonna kill off a girlfriend. That's my concern about it. They're going to fridge her love interest. Yeah. Oh, so it's just gonna like, slay your gaze. Yeah. yeah, they're going to introduce a love interest and then immediately kill them off. That's my concern. I don't want that to happen. Make it a love story. 
But at least then it'd be a different kind of love story. Well, there's that trailer one. with them smooching at the dance. No, but I mean, make that the core of the plot. I would, the plot. I would like it to if be. If the plot is a couple going across country. I would like I, I would like it to not be Ellie <laughs> takes revenge for her girlfriend's murder. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's easier to maintain a kind of single-minded revenge story yeah. over the course of 30 hours yeah. than it would be to have a kind of detailed, nuanced mm. sort of relationship. So, because that would be harder to maintain. So I can see but why they would. It's taken them seven years. They'd, yeah. But also yeah. it's Naughty Dog, so I shouldn't actually have any really re- any reservations. They haven't they, let us down they've yet. They've yet to let me down. What about... Uh, the one I was most concerned about prior to this was Uncharted 4 and that ended up being great. So. That was yeah. Very, yeah, that's that's very true. Because so. also a sequel that shouldn't really exist, but is but they, way but better than it should be. It basically mm. exists as a proper capping off of that mm. series, which is nice. What about um, Doom Eternal? Doom Eternal, been pushed back to March, was supposed to be out this year. I had it pre-ordered for Christmas. I was Damn. so very sad. When I was supposed, you were supposed to be playing on our Stadias by now. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, uh, Doom Eternal <laughs> looks great. I hope it ends up being great. If it's more Doom. It's, than... if it's more of Doom 2016. I'm already there. Oh, shit, that was good, wasn't it? You have a, it was so good. It was so good. You have a flamethrower shoulder thing. You have a flamethrower on your on a shoulder. Nice. Um, it, apparently, they're going into the heaven stuff as well as hell. And Whoa. That, might even be, that might even be just as bad. And also... Oh, that's really interesting. And also, there is a bit where you fire yourself out of a gun. Brilliant. There is a bit in one of the trailers that came out around E3 where, like, this, this, like, you're on different, like, sort of little planetoids, and to travel from one to the other, you get into a giant cannon and fire yourself out of it. Amazing. So, amazing. What's not to like? Um, Resident Evil Three remake. Yeah. Following on from the Resident Evil are Two we, remake, are which we I get, so much. How are we going to get to the point where, like, all of them up to? the PS4 generation are going to have a gloss or at least an HD redo. Well, they've been, I mean, for starting yeah. from four, yeah. that was the point at which they got released on everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't think like, you can play four on a, like the In a, terms... uh, airplane, the back of your seat. Yeah. Like one of those things. When this comes out, you'll be able to play all the numbered resident evils on a PS4. Yeah. But I, I think, yes. I think they'll go Ubisoft, um, Assassin's Creed territory eventually. And they'll do some kind of remaster for four, five, six. They've already have. That's why it's out on forum. That's why it's oh, but I mean, like, they've done it as a bundle. They've done it as like a. Yeah, I bought it on sale. Oh, shit. In that case. Um, it was on sale for Resident Evil Zero Sorry. remake, anyone? No. Oh, Resi 4, 5. They've already done it. Oh, my God. They've got, they got releases double pack with the Resident Evil. Next year, they're remaking master. number seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the point the at only... which it starts having active remakes, so you end up with. Yeah. A remake of one, which, which is like two, and then four, which looks like seven. Yeah. And then it's like. Yeah. Like... The only game they really need to quote-unquote remake to have all of the what are considered to be the main series games now is called Veronica. Mm. But that's playable on PS3, I think. So, or they might have actually already re-released it. Because they did... I have a sneaking suspicion that might be on... You might be able to get it on PS4. Yeah. It might be the PS2 version, though. Is that bad? No. I'm just saying that. It might be... Because it might be one of the... You know, they've done a lot of... Or they've done some PS2 games as the, and re-released for PS4. Yes. But basically, it's just PS2 ROMs. The next. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to actually like doing what they've yeah. done with Zero and One, where they've yeah. actually like glossed it up and done um, things to it. The next step is to release a line of delicious snacks, starting with the Jill sandwich. Mm. What's the next? <laughs> uh, so, final entry for games I'm looking forward to in 2020. <laughs> And I'm not even necessarily looking forward to playing this. I'm just looking forward to it coming out and seeing if it works. Mm. Is Watch Dogs Legion? 
Mm-hmm. The granny that can die with like yeah. one, one hit. The idea with be of being able to play as anyone in that world mm. is fascinating to me, and I just want to, just from a technical standpoint, how they're going to make that work, like how much VO they're going to have to do for each of these characters to make them feel distinct but not same but not repetitive. Like, wh- how is that going to work in a in a twenty twenty game? Uh, That's why I'm intrigued for it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that does sound interesting. And is it an indication of the possibilities for the next generation? Like, if they're able to do this at the end of this Well, it was run. supposed to be out by now. Yeah. So yeah. It, we, can, it, we can infer that it's mostly done. And it's not being advertised as a next-gen game. It's out, mm. I think it's out in March. And the new consoles aren't going to be out till the tail end September, of year, October, yeah. at the earliest. Mm. And we don't, have any, we don't have any sense of what the slate is going to look like for those yet doing. But the my only, God, what a vastly different logo. The only mm. things we've got <laughs> confirmed are Godfall from Epic. Mm. Is it Epic? I think that's confirmed to be a PS5, Xbox Series X. If not launch, then early title. Um, that's launching on those consoles. Same with a follow-up to Spider-Man. They've said that that'll be out that'll be likely, PS5, yeah. likely by the end of the first year. But I don't think that's been officially announced yet. Like you've not seen a title um, or anything for yeah, it. Yeah, and there's not. Yeah, um, have said they're working on it. Godfall, it's for next gen, and the plan is to have it out by twenty yeah. uh, twenty one. Godfall's got a trailer, so that's that's where I'm pitching this kind of thing. Um, yeah, my um, my my interest in kind of Watchdogs anyway really bent and broke with the first one. Like I I, I played oh yeah, I'm not, I'm, that saying, was I'm not terrible. I'm not necessarily interested in playing it. I just want to see how it works. Oh, see how it goes down. Yeah, yeah. and see if it works. I guess, is, is what I'm going at. A um, little bit of TV, and then we'll call it a day, because we've broke the three-hour mark. And I've got to render this tonight. <laughs> it's my brother's hell. birthday tomorrow, so I'm going to be right. Oh, my God. Uh, I might suffer. Wish there were a couple of TV projects are coming up that I'm interested in. Josh Boone of New Mutants Infamy mm-hmm. is doing a TV version of Stephen King's The Stand. I believe it's a ten-part miniseries. Not the first time. It's <laughs> and that's adapted. just adapting the first chapter. Yeah. Hey. Not the first time it's been adapted. It was a, a three-part miniseries in the late nineties with Molly Ringwald, uh, Gary Sinise, uh, Matt Frewer. And that sounds like a late nineties miniseries. <laughs> it actually, <laughs> and guess what? It looks like a late nineties miniseries as well. Um, does King cameo gratuitously? This in it? one's got James Marsden. He does have a named role in it. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, got. Let's wh- hope he gets sort of like given some. Not given short shrift again. It's got Whoopi Goldberg. It's a backdoor sequel it's... to Hot and Sonic. It's so good. <laughs> um, I don't know. James Marsden got plenty to do in Westworld, so yeah. But how long um, was he in it for? Most of two seasons. You win West- this time, Marsden. Westworld. Yeah. You win this time, Marsden. Um, yeah, you, you win Marsden. this it's time. Got, um, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Joven Adepo, Amber Heard. Ooh, oh. Oh. Um. And some other people who you might not know, but yeah, it's an interesting cast. Um, How dare he presume we might not yeah. know people? How dare you? James so. Marsden and Jorgen Edipo are sort of the the lead males with uh, the Lails. Who's playing funny? Odessa Young is the female lead. Um, again, they've gone fairly young for that, but she's a student, so that makes sense. Oh, Heather Graham and Greg Kinnear popping up in it. Nicholas Lee popping up in it. Yeah, so yeah, some Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yes, of course, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, could be interesting. Excellent. Um, uh, Star Trek Picard. 
popping around on a like shit. Looks great. Yeah, I've, I've seen that uh, the Freaks is there. Yeah, getting he a ragtag crew, yeah. taking them out into space on an unsanctioned mission. Um, to popping up and seeing some old friends. So we've seen Riker and uh, Data, Data, possibly and more. Troy. Not this time. Uh, wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna get Worf. Um, <laughs> made it up. Complete fabrication. <laughs> Total, total fabrication. Total fabrication. Um, <laughs> Have you ever gone a wandering in the clear blue sky? Another Jordan Peele joint, Hunters. Mm. A bunch of Nazi hunters in 1977 uh, New Ooh, York. Oh, very good. Looking forward oh, to that. Oh, yes. This thing with Pacino yeah, in it. Yeah, Pacino's in it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Look, I'm, I didn't know there was very, Jordan Peele. I'm very jazzed for this. He's producing it. Ah, it's a cool. monkey paw production. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, very, I'm very jazzed for it because I am all in favour of... Nazi hunting. More Nazis getting maimed, killed, beaten, and otherwise just fucked over in, yeah. in pop culture. Each Cashman rose me. And and in a hundred Nazi scalps. In and I want my scalps. Even even That's That's the show. in real life, just fuck the Nazis. Um, but not in the nice way. And of course, when Disney Plus finally releases over here, we get two. MCU. Oh, these are, gonna, these are still down the pipe, but these are coming in 2020. Yeah. It's Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is currently shooting. See the further adventures of Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes. And Agent um, 13. Agent 13. Uh, Sharon Carter returning. And, of course, uh, Daniel Brühl returning as Zemo. Zemo with, with the hood. Mask. With the purple, with the purple face hood. Excellent. And WandaVision. Which I'm really psyched for. Because I don't know what the fuck it's going to be. And that's why I'm psyched Exactly. For like, yeah. what the fuck is this that, six that, part that, show going to be? That 50s logo with yeah. the TV aerial thing coming off of it. The fact that the one promo image released so far is a very human looking Paul Bettany. And and uh, Elizabeth Olsen sat in like 50s clothes. 1950s like sitcom. Chortling at something on the room. television in a 50s living room. It's like, what is this? I'm all for it. And the fact that it, apparently it is a precursor to Doctor Strange, Strange. in the Multiverse of Madness. Which is a, the best title Marvel have ever yes. had for a film. It is very good. Um, yes. Second, oh no, it might actually be second to Thor, Love and Thunder. That's oh, a pretty Which is also great. Which apparently Christian Bale's joining. Yes. So Rumours are what? that he's playing either the God Butcher. Oh! Yeah, which would be cool. Ooh. Which would be cool. Or Beta Ray Bill. Oh! <laughs> oh, my dreams have come true! I didn't know I wanted so that. So for this film, uh, I've surgically grafted a horse's I'm face. I'm a horse face cyborg <laughs> with Asgardian powers. And I wouldn't be surprised because they've introduced... Oh, that, 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 good for you. <laughs> uh, they've introduced Stormbreaker, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, and let's keep the Stormbreaker thing going. Give Stormbreaker to Beta Ray Bill. And Clad it in gold. Mjolnir to um, Jane Foster. And then Thor retires Boom. as the Odin son. Thor can fuck off. Yeah. Go to the... What is it? The sleep. Odin sleep. Chris Hemsworth can eat calves again. Take him to Valhalla. Just let him go to Valhalla and chill. Chill his bean. Another, and that'll be him done. I can't yeah. believe they got him I back so. in. I can't believe they got him back in that fat suit for this one. Um, uh, no, uh, no, he just. Uh, I, I can't believe they got Natalie just... Portman back because it seemed like she it had absolutely like... zero interest in doing any she, of these she, films she ever did again. Dub those lines, those two lines of dialogue that we hear very faintly in Endgame, which to me was the first sign of wait a minute. She was seems... credited. I was like. Mm. They would have had to credit Some, her anyway, though. Ah, yeah, but no, they're, you know, they're, they're doing that big montage. They're doing that big montage, but uh, they credit her as one of the voice 
credits when they're the additional voices. Oh, no, okay. The okay. credit error is that if they've just lifted the line from. But they had it they was would a, have new, had to, it was a new dialogue, and I was oh, like, was like, well, when I noticed that, because I, I always I'm, I'm a sucker for whenever I see additional voices at the end of the credits, I always look at it because I'm like, oh, Dee Bradley Baker, oh, Frank Welker, mm. oh, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, look at him doing little vocal effects, uh, like oh, Tara Strong, and Natalie Portman was listed, and I was like, hmm. And that, to me, was the first sign that I think someone's had a conversation with her and it, there's some been, kind of amends happening here. Yeah. Which... It's been sort of floated that Taika Waititi mm. is attracting people to the MCU. Oh, yeah. Well, the Thor guys... Really? All, the the because... Thor guys all seem to have disbanded somewhat. Yeah. But here's Natalie Portman having at least a meeting with Taika and it being enough yeah. for her to be like, not only will I sign on to this... I'll come to freaking D23 and lift a goddamn hammer in front of everyone for you. Cat Dennis is coming Cat back Dennis is coming back for WandaVision. As of Darcy. all things. As, as that character from Thor. Yeah. Um, but it, it seems like... Hopefully a Skarsgård is not too far behind. It seems like Taika Waititi gave the, it such a shot in the arm with Ragnarok that he's attracting people to it. Mm. And also with other work, like I've just... Yeah, like Jojo Rabbit and... Fucking spectacular. Home for the World of People. Home for the World of People's great. Um, Eagle vs. Shark's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what we do oh, in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. But um, it, it seems like that it's been rumoured or floated that, that a lot of the, part of the reason people are so eager to get involved again is because they want to work with Taika Waititi. Hot damn. That's pretty great, isn't it? Because um, he is, by all accounts, this fucking amazing little, to work with. You know, Jewish Maori kid yeah. from New Zealand. <laughs> And but people love him. People but, yeah, but, absolutely but love I mean, him. But he's, like, not only is he just so sort of naturally talented and hilarious and brilliant, but just so affable and lovely. Yeah. And just, like people want to work with him by, that much. By all, like, all accounts, people like Taika Waititi is the best dude. Ah, oh, that makes me happy. So that uh, that allows him to do that. So that's what we've got to look forward to in twenty twenty. More Taika Waititi and Jordan Peele. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Let them be the people that do all the things from now on. That shepherd and, uh, us into the future. More dead Nazis. More um, dead Nazis. That wasn't a call to arms, but an absolute approval yes. for uh, mental I state. just realised Jordan Peele's year was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, he had the year of the Peel was last year. The year of the Peel was last year. Okay, so the, year, the, the year, year of the Whitey The year of the Whitey The year of the Whitey Whitey Thank you for joining us, everyone, for this mammoth... Um, Retrospective of 2019. Uh, look forward to 20, into 2020. Thank you, Charlie, for joining us. Thank you, boys, for having um, me again. You're always welcome here. Always welcome. Uh, if you want to get in touch, we've got a couple of emails that we're going to do next week uh, about Doctor Who and other things. So if you want to catch up with that in general or tell us what you're looking yep. forward to for 2020, what you loved in 2019, yep. you know where to hit us up at. Tell us if you uh, can make any sense at all of Death Stranding. Yeah, please do. Or cats. Um, <laughs> bigdamncontact at gmail.com you can also hit us on twitter at bigdamncast you'll find us under that name in many places including spotify itunes and the big damn channel over on youtube plus if you want to support the show please do with your wallet because you know um like we like to eat things patreon.com slash bigdamncast <laughs> yeah someone said we eat too many things but if you support the show we'll eat the things you request hey we could become a mukbang channel We'll podcast for food. Yeah, or we'll just film ourselves eating food and then and then smear it on our on our chests. Uh, speaking of kink, uh, never kink shame. No, not I'm... the Mandalorian. We just talk about how the evil corporation was called Vore, and had nothing to do with the Vords from Keys of Marinus, despite well, the fact they had the same handles on their heads. But Vore. Yep. 
Vor is the most powerful thing in the world. Was a line of dialogue in it. I'll explain it to you after the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, Charlie, you never wanted to sit in a sleeping bag that's digested. I'm not stopping.